powerful freaks of the world. Do you hear that low energy? Ho, ha, ha, ha. Not like Brian's normal. <laughs> Do you know why, folks? Because he's got the super AIDS. Super deluxe. So Brian has to go to the doctor today. I'm forcing him to go to the doctor. Please. Whoops. Doctors Please never do doctor. shit, though. Every time I go there, they say just... Well, they look at all your your AIDS, and all your AIDS cancels each other out. It's like... <laughs> all an, your diseases, an AIDS battle in Brian Redman. All your diseases are duking it out in your system. You just... I don't know, man. I, you, can't, uh, you can't be sick for four or five days in a row without at least getting looked at. Yeah. Because you might have something they can go, oh, oh, you have this. Here's that. You know? It's the non eating thing that's really starting to get me. Yeah, that's not good, dude. (laughs) You could have a parasite. You could have something, you know, you might have eaten something. It's very possible. Doesn't, can't you smoke a a certain strain of marijuana that makes you hungry and less Mm. nauseous? I tried to smoke weed uh, last night and just made me puke. Wow. Uh, well, uh, that's not good. It's not a good ad for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that sucks. And that has nothing to do with Squarespace.com, which is our fucking sponsor. <laughs> Squarespace.com, if anybody's ever used it to make a, a website where you can look through your webcam and take a look at Brian and find out what's wrong with him instantly, that's coming, right? Yeah. That kind of technology, that's going to be available. They're going to be able to look at you and go, oh, Doug, we see what's up. They're going to take a photo of you, like real close-up of your retina or some shit, and then in the future, those people look in there and go, oh, Doug's got a, an issue with his bladder. I was looking for a body part that wasn't too dangerous. The eye is the, is the key key to the bladder. <laughs> well, I know it's they can the make window bladders to the now. bladder. My, I think my logic is I know that they can make bladders now. They've uh, found a way to make bladders like in a test tube. Can they? Can if you have problems with your liver, is that replaceable? They can. They can certainly transplant livers. They even. Um, you can also transplant a piece of your liver. Livers are weird. Livers, like, uh, they regenerate. So if, like, a liver breaks open, like, if you get in a dangerous uh, car accident or something like that, sometimes you can have, like, serious liver damage. But even if you lose a piece of your liver, your liver can kind of regenerate. So the idea is you can transplant, like, a part of someone's liver. You can help them by giving them a piece of your liver. And then that can sort of, uh, you know, jumpstart their little system. And then their liver, I guess, I don't know if it grows or what. I need to find that out before I start talking about it. I don't know if it grows, but I know that uh, you can donate a piece of your liver. You should make a website on Squarespace that do- for people that want to donate livers. Organs are cr- <laughs> the whole idea of donating organs is wow. Which is we're fucking swapping parts. Is that tax deductible when you donate an organ? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go make a website, fucks. <laughs> Squarespace.com. That's a great slogan for them. <laughs> Go make a website, fucks. We, um, me and Doug actually hung out with these Squarespace people all weekend. Yeah, we, we met cool, some right? Squarespacers. Yeah, at my uh, food podcast, they gave out uh, free, uh, uh, what do you call them, Bloody Marys to everybody because it was a breakfast edition. Oh, that's oh. badass. And Squarespace bought Bloody Marys for everybody. But then later that night at the bar, there's a girl from Squarespace who was just like, anyone standing at this bar, we're buying drinks. Are you Holy fucking serious? Shit. Squarespace <laughs> yeah. is gangster. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's great. Those are well, expensive. It, I wouldn't do that though. What if, what if you know if you're buying people drinks, they tend to get fucked up, and then they tend to do stupid shit when they're fucked up, and then you get in trouble for it. It was you know very last call adjacent when this went down in a hotel bar. You know how hotel bars like to close at weird times, right? Like two hours before they could be made. They could have been made made two hundred. You know. $200, more than $200, you know, two hours worth of selling booze to a bunch of uh, nerds at a podcast festival. And they're like, no, we got to shut it down. <laughs> so it was last call. So like she only had to buy like two rounds. And, oh, 
So well, we I didn't go crazy on it, but it was still, you know, it's th- very, thank very you, generous. Squarespace. It's very generous. Yeah, it's and it's a cool nice. company that does things like that. It's also a gangster move. They're buying drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did. Who wants to get fucked up? That's mm-hmm. what they did. They just said, who wants to get fucked up? No one's drinking and not get fucked up. I got news for you. There's a lot of liars out there pretending, well, I just, you know, I enjoy a drink. You enjoy getting fucked up, okay? You, I'm yeah. not saying you're getting all the way fucked up, but if you have a drink, you're getting a little fucked up. All right? You're starting to get fucked up. So Squarespace is getting people fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was great it's being on the last episode where they were one of your sponsors. Hey, they're nice people. <laughs> if they yeah. choose to let us go because we're telling the truth, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? How fucking dare you, dare Squarespace? They? they wouldn't do that. Um, what, it, what it is, so we'll just get to this. Um, if, you know, if you're listening to us going, what the fuck is Squarespace? Jesus Christ. Shouldn't say Jesus Christ like that. People get mad. <laughs> Santa Claus. Same guy. Golly, Santa Claus. Um, isn't that funny? They're the same to me, folks. Um, Squarespace is a way to build an awesome website online with uh, their website. You can use their website to make websites. It's super easy to do, and you don't even have to enter in your credit card information. When you're trying out their service, and they have you know, over 20 badass designs, works on everything, iPods, Androids fucking linux if you're one of those weirdos one of those gangster hacker hacker type characters i'm basically i only use unix based squarespace will work on that shit too um and uh you can set up an online store super easy to do and brian has probably built 20 websites since they've been our sponsor like and he's built every single one of them during the time that it takes us to do this commercial it's really that easy i mean it's fucking ridiculous and like I said, you can try it out before you actually enter in your credit card information. You can make your own website, and then you're like, you know what? This is pretty fucking badass. Boom. You give me credit card information. And then uh, if you use the code Joe and the number 10, you will get 10% off your first purchases on new accounts, including monthly and annual plans. So that's squarespace.com and use the offer code all in one word, Joe and the number 10. Very cool website, very cool people, and uh, we appreciate them supporting the podcast. We're also brought to you by, what's today? Luminosity. 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 Not luminosity. (laughs) How do you say it? Luminosity. Luminosity. It's too much for Brian. (laughs) He's like, this is too complicated. Luminosity. Lumosity. Lumosity. Say that. Lumosity. You should, you would benefit from Lumosity. I probably would. I'm not saying Lumosity makes you smarter because apparently no one can ever prove that something makes you smarter. I would, I would imagine that your brain uh, fires better, let's say that, when you're, you're exercising it on a regular basis. And so Lumosity is set up to be sort of like a gym for your brain. It's really pretty badass. Um, I've, I've heard about stuff like this for a long time. Like Chris McGuire actually set me hip to this kind of shit way back in the day. He used to have a video game that he would play. It's like some Nintendo game. And it was a game that was just designed. I don't know if it was Nintendo. It was a game that was just designed to like give you like little mental problems to solve. And he was like, it's really good to do, especially as you get older and you're not going to school anymore and you're not really reading that much. You're not really exercising your main, your mind. Like you'd be amazed at how the mind gets used to certain tasks, and if you give it like exercise, 
you can actually like speed up the results of some of these things that you're uh, you're trying to improve, like your memory or your attention. And they actually have these games that are set up. They're very measurable. It's really kind of interesting because um, you can sort of design a program. And uh, there's a bunch of flexibility to it, depending on what you're trying to do. Like, it could be very job-specific. Like, if you have something, you know, uh, you at, at work where you feel like you're, you're not as effective multitasking. They have, they have games that improve your ability to think in a multitasking way. It's really weird shit. <laughs> it's kind of fucking cool. Um, I thought that someone should have come up with something like this a long time ago. Um, I thought uh, when I when I saw Chris McGuire's video game, I just assumed that there were some uh, websites like this out there. But until Lumosity came along, I never heard of a, um, a really popular one. I think Angry Birds makes you smarter. <laughs> Does it? No. What about that candy game that everybody <laughs> no. plays? What's no. the candy game? There's some new candy. Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Everybody yeah. plays that, right? I see people freaking out about that game, <laughs> and you have to like keep sending them money. It's no, like it I keeps don't. getting more and more comp- like those games are genius man they figured out a way to get people hooked on this game and then once people get hooked then you have to pay money to get to certain levels and then once once they got you they got you you know yeah but hey you know they're designing these fucking things i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that yeah if people are enjoying it then yeah, so what if it's crack I mean, it's good entertainment depending on how much money how much money do you think it could possibly cost to be completely addicted to an ipad game a lot? Uh, yeah. I bet it could, huh? Really? A couple hundred bucks a month, maybe? Ah. That much? Ah. But why should that be illegal, but gambling is legal? Yeah. Come on, folks. Come on. Most things, I, most apps I buy, if I, I haven't bought many, but when you buy them, they're like five bucks or something, and that it's a one-time fee. Right. But I guess I'm not, you know, I'm not messing around with no Angry Birds. Yeah, there's some games, though, that will fuck you. <laughs> there's some games that keep, that keep fucking pulling that money out. You just keep, you get deeper and deeper into it, and you go crazy. I'm on this site it's called Hollywood Poker, where I play poker, and the idea is you can go there and you can play with uh, you know pseudo celebrities like me, and uh, they charge the people to play, but for me it's free, so I just sit around playing it a lot because I I like playing poker, and uh, and oh, and know. people can play with you. Do you play as Doug Benson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's there's like cool. a picture of me, and then they yeah. just had a, a live a live tournament to raise money for a few different charities, and. Uh, uh, I got to play briefly with uh, Bruce Buffer was there, <laughs> and uh, I didn't drop your name because I'm sure every guy that goes up to him goes Joe Rogan, but um, he he seemed very nice and uh, he's he, a very nice guy. He came in uh, ninth overall in the tournament. I came in eighth. Yeah, he's a really good poker player. Yeah, Bruce loves poker. He's uh, I know he's played in the World Series of Poker. And they gave him a microphone when it started. And he did the whole you know thing. <laughs> he's so funny. guy's solid. He's a pro. He's a real pro. He's a, he's a, such a character. I love that guy. He's a sweetheart though. It's weird to see him dressed casually. That is weird, right? <laughs> yeah. He's always in these impeccable suits, his big diamond rings and shit. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a really cool guy too. And uh, you know he's been with the UFC longer even than me. He uh, he was involved. I, I'm pretty sure he did the um, the broadcasting, like the one that I went to, the first one I ever went to, which was like UFC 12. I'm pretty sure he was the announcer. I'm, I'm pretty sure. If it wasn't him, he definitely did some in that era, and then he's been pretty much he's doing it ever since. Guy. What a crazy gig! Tony's got a really funny joke about him, <laughs> about his family. He just wrote that recently. It's a really funny bit. I don't want to give it up. I'll just say Tony has an awesome job. I, don't want to, I hate would hate that. I heard about this joke. You know, <laughs> go to a comedy club. Someone already knows what the joke is. That's so gross. Um, or they ask, they yell out for it. Those sons of bitches. 
Well, that's not that bad. It's, that's not as bad, certainly, as as uh, Heard yelling it. out. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, uh, Lumosity um, is sponsoring the podcast, and uh, it's a very interesting website. And I started using it. I, f- I like it. It's fun. It's a bunch of games, a bunch of interesting games. And I don't feel as much like I'm just an idiot sitting in front of the computer playing games. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm actually making my mind more flexible <laughs> by harnessing the brain's natural ability to adapt to new stimuli. I think it's based on, uh, I think they call it neuroplasticity. You know what I just hear in the background? I hear some non-neuroplasticity. You know what I'm saying? I hear a motherfucker doing some shit to his dome. <laughs> Doug smokes more than Joey Diaz. Yeah, probably. Lumosity.com. Mm-hmm. No um, yep. Tell them that you heard it from me, Joe Rogan. Uh, each session only takes a few minutes. Uh, you can do it from work, at home. There's from You can do it from an iPad, an iPhone. They have Lumosity apps. So um, go and, uh, and check it out. Lumosity, L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y.com. Click on the Start Training button to create your own program. Then start playing your first game. That's Lumosity.com. And tell them that you heard it from me, Joe Rogan. So go check that shit out. Um, and we're also brought to you by Onnit.com. Got a new flavor of uh, hemp force protein that's in now. We have uh, a vanilla acai protein powder. It's uh, delicious. It's so yummy. Super good for you, too. And now, apparently, they're going to allow uh, the growing of hemp in California for industrial use. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if this, if this actually goes through and the, the federal government doesn't come in and arrest farmers for, for bro- growing an awesome plant, if that happens, then we'll be able to invest in uh, farmers in California and, uh, and help the economy. And I, I, I mean, it sounds like horseshit, like... You know, that sounds like promotion horseshit, but I would love if on it was enhancing the economy by uh, allowing people to make a living in 2013 by selling a very beneficial plant. If we could do that, I think that would be pretty fucking awesome. It's not about getting high either. It doesn't even get you high. It's about the, the, the protein you get from it, the amino acids you get from it, the, the fact that you can use the fiber, makes amazing cloth and amazing paper. It's super fucking stupid that in 2013 that shit's still illegal. So we're really hoping that this works out and goes through. We're not going to do anything illegal. We get all of our hemp from Canada. It's legal to grow and legal to sell in Canada. It's legal for us to buy it. So we buy it from them. It's so crazy. It's so dumb that it's a totally legal product, but it's illegal to grow in America. It's a, that's a fucking disgrace. It's a disgrace to farming. It's a disgrace to the whole idea of agriculture. It's a disgrace. It is one of the most beneficial plants known to human beings, and assholes have made it illegal. It's racist craziness. I mean, that's the initial, yeah, the initial stories were all based on racism. It's so stupid, uh, but we're hoping. Either way, we, we buy it. Uh, from Canada, and uh, we, we get the best shit we can possibly get. That's the whole idea behind on it. On it is like what we call a human optimization website. We're just trying to sell you cool shit that's really good for you. Cool shit that I use. Cool shit that Aubrey uses. Cool, cool shit that MMA fighters use for strength and, and conditioning equipment like kettlebells and battle ropes and steel maces and steel clubs and all these different things that, uh, that benefit functional strength. 
And of course, we also sell uh, primal bells, which are these kettlebells that have uh, these uh, awesome fucking sculptures of uh, chimpanzees, orangutans, and gorillas. And we have a, a smaller one coming out too. It's going to be a, I think it's a different chimp. It's uh, twenty-five pounds, or it might be a monkey. It might be a monkey. There's no more battle ropes. Battle ropes are right there, son. Where? Right in the middle. The they big yellow like snakes. Right in front of your face. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking get, get a, go to the, a doctor, son. <laughs> there was in Santa Monica, there's like this uh, park where everyone works out in, and tons of people had these battle ropes. It's a great workout, yeah. man. It's can, insane how tiring it is. Yeah, you can get a really good workout and like, you know, you, you do like these 30-second bursts, like 30-second sprints, and then put it down for 30 seconds. Oh, my God. There's so many different things you can do with it. You can jump up in the air and whip it. You throw them side to side. You throw them up and down. Super awesome conditioning stuff, and it's really good for your arms. Like one of the best things to condition your arms, like if you're in, into functional strength and movement, because it's such an awkward thing to whip a rope around. You know, it requires yeah. like so many different m- muscles to get engaged. But we believe in all that kind of shit. Uh, different strength and conditioning equipment that uses the entire body. That's the concept behind it. That, uh, you know, isolation exercises are good to look sexy. If you want to have some nice tintangs, you know, do a lot of bench pressing. And bench press isn't really isolation as much. There's a lot of things engaged, like, but like curls. Like you see guys doing preacher curls to build their bicep up. That's such a stupid move. That doesn't exist in nature. <laughs> like, when would you rather have your arms straightened out and you're you're pulling your bicep up like that? That's so dumb. It's just dumb. It's just you only should, designed. Uh, drop in on some gyms and walk around and school some guys. <laughs> well, it's only, they're only designed to look sexy. It's like you're designed to do this weird isolated move, and it will do that. But then you're gonna have this weird imbalanced body. The way you're really supposed to lift weights, if you want your body to, to perform at its optimum, your whole body should be using, be moving as an individual unit. That's when you get real what they call functional strength. That's where like strongman exercises come from. When you see people doing deadlifts, you see people doing squats, you see people doing cleans and presses. All that stuff is full body movement. And those full body movements and engage everything, those are the ones that really make you physically strong in, in applicable ways, like, like in sports. And, and you know, if, you, if you enjoy doing something, you can benefit tremendously from a good, strong uh, strength and conditioning program in your life. Get into it slowly. Try it out. It's fucking great. You can get your body into a really good physical state. If you're a healthy person and you don't have any medical limitations... You can get your body feeling much better than it is right now as Doug Benson fires up again. Look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pressure you into getting healthy, folks, but O-N-N-I-T, use the code name ROGAN, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements, including Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech, New Mood, all that good shit. All right, folks, Doug Benson is here, so use the code name ROGAN, save 10%. You're not a health pusher, for sure. I am a little. I've, but I've been at... I've been at meals with you, yeah, and you well, never I, tell anybody what to eat, and you always uh, pass over a, another big plate of something that's awful for people. Like you love, <laughs> you still love food. And, oh yeah, and uh, eating late at night. Yeah, that's that's a bad thing. Eating right? late at night is a bad thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's a bad, bad thing bad if you're overweight. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can definitely put weight on you, but I'm not overweight. You no, know, I know you, you, <laughs> you can get away with it. It's, but it's only I only get away with it because I, I. But I mean, work you know, you're enabling fats like me <laughs> that get to go with you and have these uh, delicious meals. But post show food is probably one of the most pleasurable things ever, isn't it? Oh, it's food is 
the most pleasurable thing. <laughs> but food for us too, like <laughs> after a big show, like it's like when you, after a big show that goes well, you have a great feeling. It's a great feeling of relief. There's a great feeling of like you had a great exchange with these people. They had a good time. It feels like super positive all around. It's what makes you work hard to do stand up and to really get good at it. And then you're not gonna just that, go sit by yourself or go to sleep or something. Yeah, you gotta go out and we definitely the the post show meals are like the most fun meals. You know, we're all relaxed. We did our show, and then we can go to some groovy place, like fucking Chinese restaurant that we went to. Me, Segura, and uh, Brian Callen in Toronto. God damn, it was good. <laughs> Holy shit. You forget, like, if you're in, like, a real city like Toronto, you can get some fucking serious, like, legit ethnic food. You know, where people don't even barely speak English, and they're serving you Chinese food. Yeah, get, yeah. Ducks that are hanging in the window and shit. One of those joints. God, it was fucking good. <laughs> um, if I'm out on the road with you and you're like, I'm just going to take it easy tonight and go home after the, you know, after whatever we just did. I'm, I'm always, you know, it's sad because it's because yeah. every time we go out, we always you always find some new amazing restaurant in every town, everywhere, and the people there are always super nice to you, and it's uh, it's really it's it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always good fun. It's good fun. I, I love tipping the shit out of waiters. Hey, um, let's, we don't need any music. Doug Benson's here. It's a experience. Yeah. Hey, we're live. <laughs> we've, we've been going for like 40 minutes, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, there's no need to, like, there's no need to, like, play music. We've already started. We're already off and running. It's on. Yeah. And all the shit that's bad for you, though, I think that uh, post-show uh, meals are on the short list. The pre-show drinks. Well, there's a lot of things. That, yeah. Well, also, that's <sighs> my problem is I can't have a big meal before a show because it just, yeah. it makes me... I literally do not want to perform, mm -hmm. you know, which is, which is such a horrible feeling because that's the, my favorite thing to do is perform. Yeah. And so to feel like not getting – you don't feel like getting up there, that's – that sucks. So It's you, a terrible feeling. Yeah. So you can't, uh, you can't really load up on a huge delicious meal before a show. Well, yeah, I stopped eating gluten. I stopped eating gluten several yeah, months ago. It's pretty interesting. That's a big thing for – does it seem real all of a sudden that it's just everywhere yeah. they're constantly talking about gluten? Well, you know why? It's because I think a lot of people have just sort of accepted a certain way of feeling. They just – this is just how I feel. This is my health. This is my health level. Yeah. And then you can do something like – especially if you're that celiac disease. Like a lot of people have like real allergies to wheat. It's like – it's a serious issue. Yeah, and wheat's and everything. Yeah, I don't have an allergy to it, but I noticed when I stopped eating it like almost right away – that my energy level was way more even throughout the day. Like there wasn't this big crash after meals. And I, I started thinking, I'm like, that is crazy. If that's really the case, that the crash after meals is always bread or the pasta. And then I stopped and thought about every time that I got like really like stuffed up on lasagna or, or spaghetti or something like that. That is the worst after food coma. It's the, the most delicious shit while you're eating it. Yeah. But you fucking pay hard. Like your body wants to crash because it's processing all that wheat. It's all like just fucking gummy, weird, pasty shit sitting in the bottom of your stomach that doesn't exist in nature. Some weird creation that we've concocted and it's, strengthened. It's funny you said gummy because gum has weed in it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All it took was one guy saying to me, you know, all that gum you're chewing, you're just, you're just triggering yourself to want more wheat. And I stopped chewing gum altogether. And it's, it's Does great. all gum have weed in it? So, uh, if you look at the- Have you Googled this? Yeah. Google it up. Gum it's has supposedly weed a lot it. of it does. Wow. 
Does gum have weed in it? <laughs> Bitch, Siri can't fuck Siri, with me. Siri, gluten-free gum. Which brand to choose? Wow, some gum has fucking gluten in it. That is nuts. What are the gluten-free ones? We, it says wheat is chewing gum. This is incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Back in the days before there was chewing gum in the stores, farmers actually made their own with grains of wheat. Well, that's why you see assholes out in the sticks chewing on the end of a thing of wheat. Yeah. It's like gum. Wow. <laughs> I want more of this wheat in my Wow. Mouth. Yeah, you put the... the gr- wow, you can chew it down to gum. You put the grains of wheat in your mouth. You crunch down slowly. Start chewing. Your jaw and teeth will turn into a stone grinder, and you will immediately begin to taste the nutty flavor of the whole wheat. If you continue chewing for a few minutes, swallowing the excess saliva but not the grains, there will be a little mound of dough right inside your mouth. Keep chewing, and it will get smoother and soon turn into old-fashioned farmer's gum. Farmer's gum is pure wheat gluten. It has pleasing texture and will last and last. And probably no flavor. Well, that's why that shit shouldn't be in your fucking stomach. Like, that's a perfect example. You're eating that and it, it, it yeah, boils down Yeah, I stopped swallowing to gum, too. I decided to stop doing that. <laughs> when you're fucking... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm eating too much gum. <laughs> I'm in my 40s. I think it's I about time to stop out. swallowing gum. I that's still hilarious. do that. Swallow you do? Gum? Oh, yeah. Still, How often? Because somebody told me, like, oh, it stays in your stomach for 10 years or something. And, it's, and then uh, mm. I went online and was like, oh, that's bullshit. You shit it out. But so I just started. <laughs> I like swallowing It still doesn't seem gum. like the right thing to have down there. That yeah. was one of those myths, though, that, that like, went across the world. Right. That yeah. if you ate gum, it's in it your stays. system for 10 years. Or what is, watermelons, that from? Or watermelon seeds. You grow a watermelon inside your belly. Have you heard that? That's called pregnancy, <laughs> and it's normal. Well, you know, Anthony Bourdain told me that people get that um, – that the same stomach disease that Brock Lesnar had, what is it called? Um, where you uh, you have lesions, diverticulitis. That it, it Anthony Bourdain said you can get that from seeds. Like a seed can get stuck inside your body. It's not. It does not necessarily entirely from just eating meat. The way like Brock Lesnar supposedly it was like because he didn't eat enough fiber. He's such a fucking carnivore. He's just chewing down steaks all day, right? And no vegetables or anything like that. So he had developed like a backup. You know, like he got clogged up down there. But he said that anything could do it. Like, a, you know, like seeds can get stuck in there. That's good. I force myself to eat vegetables with every time I have a steak just because somewhere got in my head that, like, it's just bad to just have a steak, even though I, I could just fuck up a steak and not even mess with the vegetables. <laughs> so I always get a vegetable that goes good with it and then, like, put some in every bite, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll throw some spinach on my steak, you know? Well, they say it's good digestive-wise to, to, like, to open up the pipes the idea is like you have a big salad and then the big salad sort of like pushes the door open for the lumps of steak shit that are going to come out <laughs> it's like the fiber and the, the 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 watery texture of all that vegetables all the water content of that food it makes it easy the process like if you just eat nothing but salads for a couple of days your shits will be magnificent they will be beautiful they just right, they'll just slide so out of you it's so That's boring true. to just eat salads well, i don't think it's a good idea to do uh, like long term i think that you know but i think you you would be surprised at how much protein is in vegetables. Like broccoli apparently has a lot of protein in it. Like they know quinoa has a lot of protein in it. You know hemp has a tremendous amount of protein in it. Hemp, hemp is very high in protein and has uh, essentially amino acids. Like say so they know you can get a lot out of eating plants, but it's way easier to be like optimally healthy if you take in some animal protein, even if it's only eggs. That's a weird thing with like vegans and such. 
vegans and such. What am I, Tom? Fucking, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, uh, fucking Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain. V- vegans and such. Vegans and <laughs> such. Yeah, they won't. Uh, they don't eat eggs, which is, I think is really weird. Because I guess the idea is you you don't want to have domesticated animals. Period. But it doesn't hurt the animals. You know, they have eggs every day. It's it's really it's it's super healthy to eat. If you you don't have to eat the chickens. The chickens can be free range. They can have a nice little life. I mean, chickens are not like super complicated animals. They don't really need to be like living in the wild. And if they lived in the wild, guess what? They're not going to last. Chickens can't even fly. You know, someone's going to get them. Whether it's coyotes or they go to sleep at night and they just sit there. You know, do you know what happens when you just sit in there and a coyote comes around? <laughs> they fucking <laughs> eat you. When do coyotes hunt? They hunt at night. You know, I mean, the chickens really wouldn't even be around, man. It's a silly idea. Um, the idea is that, you know, you shouldn't have anything to do with domesticating animals. Like, I think that must be what they're saying because it doesn't have to do with murder. Eggs are delicious. They come right out of the chicken and nobody's harmed. It's simple. They every, make them every day. Every vegetarian and vegan I know is totally on the egg tip. They eat eggs? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Everyone I know. Well, you can't be a vegan if you're eating eggs. That's not vegan. Eggs are animal Yeah, yeah, protein. yeah. So they're vegetarians, <laughs> or they go, or they say, I'm, I'm, I'm not a strict vegan, but I adopt a lot of the vegan. Yeah, most vegans yeah. I know, like, they also go, oh, but I do fish. That's you know? not a vegan. <laughs> I know. Those are silly bitches. That's an L.A. vegan. <laughs> that's Tony. It's <laughs> L.A. being, like, convenient. Well, well, Tony's very much vegan, except for that. Right. You know, he eats animal no, no, protein. No, I'm, but- saying, I'm saying, like, most vegans I know, like Tony, they, they all have that one thing, though, where they're like, I'm not die hard to the point of everything because I still eat fish or um, egg or something right. like that. Right. So it's more of a health choice yeah. than, oh, yeah, like, definitely. the ideology. Yeah. But Tony's hilarious because he fucking smokes cigarettes. <laughs> he know, fucking right? smokes cigarettes like a little chimney. And, uh, you know, and he's like eating vegan. And like, he drinks that's going to counteract. He drinks every night. Every night I go, I, I go to the bar and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to drink tonight. And then, and I'm like, Tony, you're not drinking tonight, right? We, we got, and he goes, oh yeah, I'm drinking. He's the one that always put, goes, well, if he does it, I'm going to do it. You know? He's a funny dude too. He's a funny dude. That's called being a comedian. We're a mess. We're, we're a fucking crazy people. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, you know, may never quit drinking is because I'm in uh, nightclubs every night and I enjoy it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. You know, like, it's why take the fun out of what we're doing by, like, insisting on, you know, staying alive. (laughs) But no, you know, like, most comedians that turn sober, they, uh, you know, they, uh, They they lose a step. They, they, they lose interest in being in the clubs and mm-hmm. you know and doing stand up and it's like I never want to lose interest in that you know by the way when I say they lose a step doesn't mean you have to I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they but I am saying that a lot of guys who uh, who like that I've known that become sober they lose like a certain amount of zest they they all of a sudden now they're like well this is just life now there's no altering this state of consciousness I'm just gonna yeah. stay mellow and flat. And they have other things that fill the void, you know, like like Chris Hardwick's sober, but he plays video games de- all day long, yeah. every day. Yeah, you have to fill the void. <laughs> yeah. But you got to have something fun. Yeah, it's going to be gotta another something addiction. That, the reason to wake up every day. Yeah, just some, some other addiction. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being sober. Don't get me wrong. And I think that, like, Hicks did his best stuff after he was sober. Well, that's you interesting. You don't have to be uh, fucked up to make good comedy. I mean, you, you, there's no doubt about it. Oh, that's it's, true for sure. But but you but to 
you know, to appreciate the experience, like once he was sober, I bet Bill Hicks like would r- r- walk in the club, do his set and walk out of the club. Like didn't probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's no fun to be in there if you can't participate. Right, right, right. You know, if you can't hang out and joke around and laugh. That's like one of the most fun things about being a comedian is hanging out with comedians, mm-hmm. shooting the shit after shows. You know, we've yeah. in the morning. We've had some it might be the best hilarious thing. times, man. <laughs> fucking just all together hilarious times after shows. Yeah. You know? That's probably a good look good reality show. Stand up post show. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> your show's over, get off stage and you know it ends everybody hangs. Follow, uh, follow yeah. them around. <laughs> follow them around they eat and just talk shit after shows. It's like it's insom- a great idea. insomniac but in packs of comedians and not just Dave Attell. That's actually a great fucking idea. That is a good idea. That's a great idea. Holy shit. Comedians after shows eating. F- Don't be stealing this internet, god damn it. <laughs> Doug, do you ever have any problems cuz you you post drink a, a lot? Do you ever have any tummy troubles or any any, any problems from your tummy troubles? Well, you do. You every time I see you, you're always you know with your vodka and you know. I do drink way too much vodka, but I don't. You know, like when people offer me shots, like I say no all the time now. Yeah, because that to me is just like once you've had a few shots, then it's just like then you just have a lot of shots, right? And then I, I hate hangovers. Like that's my thing. Is it? It's like, drink as much as I can to get my buzz going and then not be hung over the next day. And it's a very, it's a very small window there that you have to aim for. Right. So I don't always get there. But no tummy troubles or anything. Tummy. Like that. <laughs> Do you have to go potty? You, you gotta go potty. Um, you gotta go potty. No, I don't really. But I also, like Joe was saying about how people just sort of like accept how they feel. Right. I could probably feel a lot better. If I st- stop drinking, you know, four or five vodkas every night, I, for sure, it will definitely help. <laughs> yeah, but the the food thing, I'm having fun, you know, and I'm not, you know, that's what it, the scales have to adjust. Like you, you with what you have right now, it sounds like you might change some things in your life if that if how you're feeling now would continue if you didn't. Right. That's just standard Brian talk. <laughs> listen to me; he's going to ride that boat right into the fucking rocks. I went. Well, he's got I did the go- accelerator press. <laughs> Last time I was sick, it was because of drinking, I think, and it was because I, I used to drink Jack and Diet Cokes every night, and then I went switched it to ginger ale because that's better on your stomach. But tur- tur- Turkey One Hundred One, and it's it's worse. Turkey One Hundred One's worse than Jack. It's more alcohol. Oh, really? That's what that One Hundred One yes, is. Yes. Really? I don't know the difference between those, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You can You definitely can't redline your system forever. That's one thing. Right. Like, it's always good to balance shit out. Like, it's one of the things I actually always admired about Andy Dick. Andy Dick would go on these <laughs> mad benders, but I'd never seen anybody take some more vitamins. That fucking oh, kid yeah. would have trays of vitamins that he would bring to work and take one of these, one of these, one of these. He would just counteract. I mean, that's just to make up for all the partying. Well, it's, yeah. it's sort of analogous to his life. He's just, you know, he has moments of sobriety where he completely understands, you know, that mm-hmm. this is, this is who he is. And this, you know, he's trying to be a nice guy and then he has off the rails you know craziness and then he brings it back <laughs> it's like those huge smoothies he had yeah really, like two liter of smoothie yeah, well he always did that he always ate like super healthy and he always like and then he would just go fucking crazy <laughs> but that's just andy but again i don't think you make a person like andy unless they're kind of off the rails like this uh, you don't get he's that. a nut that guy you don't get that you <laughs> don't get that nut. fun and that's but like that's you know You'll back me up on this, Joe. There's probably no funnier actor than him. It's hilarious. 
like so good at like uh, he did it a lot of news radio like a lot of uh, quick turns and beats in one scene that he plays beautifully like he's almost yeah. like a silent film comedian uh physicality wise like he can doesn't seem like there isn't anything he could do in that in that area he, no as an a comic actor i think he's probably one of the funniest guys ever he I really mean, is uh, that whole show was full of him but yeah like, like as a comic actor on a sitcom he's fucking brilliant yeah I mean, he really and that's is. why he got away with so much for as long as he did because yeah. everybody loved him as a person and as a funny character we used to do scenes together and i couldn't get through the scene I couldn't. I, cu- I had to stop because I was cracking up. Like I'm not supposed to be doing anything. I'm supposed to be like stone faced. Yeah. And he's doing his You're thing. You're always mad at him. And I'm fucking <laughs> crying. I have to like walk away. I was. We did one scene where like I couldn't stop laughing. It was so good. We were all standing out, and uh, you know everybody's giving me shit about it. I, I was so apologetic. I was like, I, I don't mean to be fucking this up. <laughs> yeah. But he was killing me. He was so. F- he was asking. He was talking about all these different things that he ate, and asking if he was going to die. <laughs> yet, it was just one ridiculous thing after another. In, in context, like you'd have to see it. Like in context, I'm no. I'm not doing a, a good job of explaining why it was so funny. But I was stone cold sober at the time too. By the way, I didn't even smoke pot. So when he's making me cry, I'm sober, crying, laughing. Yeah, I could ima- imagine if I used to smoke weed back then and I was hanging out with him. Well, as soon as you said you could stop laughing, I was going to say, oh, so how often were you high on that <laughs> I show? I wasn't even. I wasn't even. <laughs> I don't think I got high maybe like maybe once or at the most twice. Through, I don't even think I did twice through the entire time we were filming that show. And if I did, it was always drinking. Like I was sure. drunk at a party, you know, and someone says, "Hey, do you want to you want to try uh, a hit of this joint?" And I'm like, eh, "All right, come on." Sure. Hanging out with some comics, oh, a party. What party am I going to? <laughs> <laughs> party behind the comedy store, you know. That's it's like I think that you know, c- comedians are weird when it comes to consciousness. You know, comedians are weird when it comes to our uh, our, our our want to change our consciousness because so many of us like have like r- radical consciousness altering uh, things that we 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 fight with like so many comics are hooked on like either like some form of drug either speed or there's a lot of comics that get hooked on coke it's classic stories of boston where all these guys doing blow together like i gotta yeah, get i've Lenny never Clark seen on. in my whole career i've never seen another comedian do a line of coke whoa isn't that crazy really yeah it's just who i run with you know that's amazing well you know i i appreciate that about you too that you're all, you're really like uh you you've talked about coke like really poorly before you know that you'll say like why would you fuck with that stuff i've never like, even i've never tried it yeah i haven't either oh you guys uh, are missing out i bet we are i bet we no i'm no I believe that you should it. try it once but i i believe that about so many things that i'm not gonna get around to right that uh but those most of those wouldn't lead to because if i did love it i'm afraid i would you know want to do it again yeah. i'm sure heroin feel you know shooting heroin probably feels great yeah but you know why why take that risk Do you have an addictive personality no joe i don't i mean brian <laughs> <laughs> as he hits the pipe look I don't. I don't think you should fuck with anything that gets that really gets in your system like that. That's my feeling. I don't trust my system enough. I, I I'm not a very. I don't get addicted to substances, but I've had like serious video games addictions and other addictions in my life for sure. So when I see something that's like physically addictive too, not just mentally, not like gambling, but like physically addictive, it gets in your system and you need. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I see what it does. Like people seem to be having a certain amount of fun on coke, but nobody's mm. like from the second they do it to the second the feeling goes away is just super happy about it the whole time. No, it's a it's a horrible come down. See, that's why I don't <laughs> understand why anyone would be addicted to it because when you're coming down for it from it, and especially the next morning where you're like, I spent this much money for that. I feel like shit. I got a bloody nose. It's like it's it's I, to me. I don't understand why you would ever do it again. I've done it before here and there, not too much. I, I used to do it more, but but, uh, but I why are you recommending even that one time because if it's going to end I, so poorly? I, I think too many people are scared that they're going to be like, "Oh my god, I'm addicted! I love it!" You know, and it's not like that. I'm not as much scared of that as I just it does not appeal to me. Right, needles in me, sniffing something up my nose, all that just does not like. I don't feel like that's going to be right. In, in my zone of comfort, Brian, you've been sick for like five days now, four, four, five days. Yeah. Um, do days. you do you smoke while you're sick? No, not at all. No. Well, that's a good thing. Like maybe you can quit now. Yeah. Like maybe doing this, you could transition over to gum or some shit. <laughs> I mean, I guarantee that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Even e-cigarettes. I guarantee that's going to make a big difference. That if you could do that. That reminds me. I brought a really tasty. Um, weed cigarette that i got that somebody gave me yesterday but it's unbelievable how good it tastes i'm sure it doesn't get you very high but yeah it's got like a um it almost tastes like uh you're uh you know eating a scented candle or something this is a trick he's had that up his ass all day pulled it out right before the show Uh, he's like i'm gonna get joe and brian to put that in their mouth yeah there's uh obviously doug is not smoking from it first so something is up (laughs) and even if you were okay all right i'll i'll show you guys (laughs) yeah you do the side thing where you're just like yeah (laughs) so it's tasty it smells like it's super tasty. Did you see that thing but about Brian, the Brian, can you try one hit of that? No, it's just vapor. I, I might be sick. Yeah, he's sick. You don't want. Oh to yeah, you don't want to pass thing. it back to me. My whole yeah. back, my back is soaking wet. Right I don't. Now. I don't worry about that sort of thing enough. I know Joe is really. Con- you're always conscious of it, like diseases. It, well, if you were in a smoking circle and somebody's like looks like they're sick, you yeah, probably wouldn't, you you wouldn't hit that. No, no, you don't want to get that in your body. Like that's like a strong virus, a, a strong a bug. It's, it's getting inside quicker a than a handshake, probably. Way quicker. It's going to go right in. It's going to go right in. Your handshake, handshake he's got to you know, got to Google Maps and figure out where to where to. No, you don't get it from your hands. hands. It's you bringing your hands to your face after you've touched other people's exactly, hands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if you want to avoid getting sick, one of the big ones is make a concerted effort to not touch your face. And wash your hands. Yeah, I Those do are that. two big ones. Yeah, I really try it. Like, especially, you know, I play a lot of poker, so I'm playing poker with other people. You're touching all the cards all the time. And yeah. Everybody at the table's touching. And nobody's going to not play poker just because they have a, co- a cold or something. So, like, I've just trained myself to, like, I just sit there and play, and I never touch my face. That's like, smart. At all. That's smart. And then wash my hands as often as possible d- during it, you know. Another good thing, man, is this kind of shit probiotics this is uh, kombucha this is the real kombucha the i was stuff super into that for a while I, I mean i, I got to the body. part where i like the taste of it Ooh. you know because you know some people they just can't get past i love it yeah but did it's you my favorite it thing to drink the very first time you drank when you loved it love it interesting it's delicious because people usually make that face they make the icky face well i don't drink i don't drink sweet drinks like i don't drink soda I very rarely i'll have a diet coke like i'll treat myself if i'm out to dinner I'm like, do I have a water or a Diet Coke? I'm going to get crazy and have a Diet Coke. But for the most part, I don't drink sweet beverages unless it's a juice. Do you have more of those in the fridge? Oh, yeah. yeah. You hear what I mean? No, 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 no. 
I'm sorry. That's all right. Home. <laughs> I brought it from my house. I, that's I'll what I'm saying is, here, is I try one right now because what what flavor is that? This is uh, gingerade. I like the actually the plain. I like the standard one. You would like this, brother. Coco Cafe. Yeah. Are you, are you sure? Thirsty yeah. for something delicious? This is delicious. Can I try one of those right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, we have those. Let me try that. Coco Cafe is um, espresso and coconut miner. Miner? 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 Coconut water. I was going to say milk or water. I was trying to figure out which one to go. I went with the middle. Tastes like like chocolate milk. It tastes like Yoohoo. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I love there you, you go, baby. Right there. But Come it's on. much healthier than Yoohoo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's espresso and coconut water. That's all it is. Oh. Pasteurized coconut water. If you the only the, the way to get like the sweetest, most delicious coconut water, you have to get companies that that pull it out raw. And when you get that, my God, is it good? Raw coconut water is fucking sensational. But you don't really. Um, it doesn't last that long. So they pasteurize it and homogenize it so that they could stay on the shelf longer. Like these and what things. about this uh, this packaging? Why is this a specific reason they put it in this instead of like a, a can or something? It's a good question. I don't know. And you shake it up or anything, it's or better for the environment. yeah, I shake it a little bit because it's you know it's got two things in it: the coffee and the. Uh, is it better for the environment? Those cardboard things? I think so. What's speak, the big speak, plastic thing on the top? Be, yeah, I don't know. Speaking it of seems sh- it doesn't seem reusable. Speaking of shelf life, do you throw things away in your refrigerator like when it's expired, or do you usually Depends. go a little over? Or you, you can go over with dairy and meat, but you shouldn't go over much with meat. You should smell it. If it smells gross to you, that's because it is gross. You know, you shouldn't put. This gross is the greatest thing I've ever had. Coco Cafe, it's delicious. <laughs> it's great, right? Yeah, it's super delicious. Do you have them as a sponsor yet? No, no, they just sent us from free shit. Oh, the, that's good. Um, that's good. Those caps, man. Did you, is, there's this fucking island somewhere, like two thousand miles away from civilization, and all these birds are dying on this island because they're picking up shiny caps and plastic and shit that they find floating the the ocean and they bring it back to their babies and they feed it to their babies so you find these like skeletons and their stomachs are full of these bird like i mean these uh pieces of plastic that it was in the bird's belly stretch them out it's disgusting like bottle caps and all this shiny shit and plastic things remember the plastic rings you used to always have to tear them apart so that you know if you cared about uh you know anything out in the ocean yeah um but they they, you don't have those to do that with anymore but there's still plenty of crap that uh is just going to get out there and get eaten you know what i love i love when you talk about something online like especially do something like a podcast like this if you bring up a subject especially a subject that's like really serious there's always going to be someone comes along goes it's not that big a deal it's actually (laughs) this you know no matter how fucked up it is like there was a, a thing on the Pacific Garbage Patch, and we were calling it an island of garbage, and they were like, well, it's actually not an island. It's actually <laughs> just a bunch of stuff floating around together. It's more like an archipelago. Like, yeah, I know it's not an island, silly goose. <laughs> That's not what's important here. What's important here is there's a fucking- a bunch of garbage. Texas-sized <laughs> hunk of garbage all thrown f- together and little particles that are floating around it. Like, it's really, 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 really fucking bad. Because we've only been putting that shit in the ocean for 200 years. So how long do we have left? How much ocean do we have left until the ocean is all like the fucking the, the, the river right next to ha- the Harlem? You know, <clears throat> what is that? The East River? Yeah. Which yeah, one is yeah. that? I think the so. Hudson? The Hudson. Well, how is that? I mean, the Hudson is oh, just. Yeah, the Hudson. We just. Uh, uh, everyone knows the Hudson is polluted. That's just it. It's just polluted. It's just we accept it. We accept it. It's right next to New York City. There's millions of people in New York City. There's just no way it's to keep it from It's just there to land polluted. planes in, basically. Yeah. 
It's crazy how we just <laughs> accept that. That's still part of the fucking ocean. It's a part of the fucking ecosystem. It's right there. And we just go, get out of there. That fucking river is a mess. We just totally accept the fact that we've completely ruined a giant river like that's how fucked up people are we just say but we're here we're here so that's fucked now there's a giant yeah. river how's that it's affecting my huge my day-to-day life joe i'm uh, you know I'm because out here in california if it was clean if you were in new york and it was clean it would be a masterpiece to yeah, have be a beautiful clean river right next to new york city would be fucking incredible if it was totally removed of diseased fucking bodies that they throw out there and and all the fucking oil spills and leaks and barges it would be amazing it would be amazing it'd be fucking an incredible place like a, a beautiful like like the coast of mexico like you go down to like cancun and the water's blue yeah it's like so fantastic imagine if that was like all the way up to, to they, the put, they put drops in that water though <laughs> <laughs> Or if it was just at least that quality, I just, just stopped. Just, uh, I stopped using uh, eye drops because I finally. I just finally said, what, "Who am I trying to hide it from? <laughs> that my eyes are red. Like just, uh, just fucking wear sunglasses, <laughs> Rob, no, but, Robin Thick style." They're probably disappointed when they see you clear eyed. That's what I mean. Like you know, uh, it's it's so funny. I can't do anything without people. Like we were talking about you being, whether you were high on news radio, I did no. like this little couple line part on friends. And every time it gets rerun, people write to me, you were so high doing that. And I was like, no, that was me, but I wasn't so high. I was at, I was on a movie, movie studio lot, you know, in a scene with Jennifer Aniston. So it wasn't like I was running around the corner and hitting bowls <laughs> every chance I got at the taping, you know, and, but people just assume they're just like, yeah, you're you know, you're so fucked up all the time. Yeah, well, that's your thing, though, right? You I guess. Do, you do 420 shows, man. You do shows. I do. I do encourage it. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> and my, have you heard about my new web series? No, what is it? It's called Getting Dug With High. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. And, uh, yeah, maybe your people might have spoken my to you. My people. Because, you know, uh, there's people... It's. I have all these shows that I book myself, and this is finally one where the, where the folks that are producing the show are going to book the uh, the you know, the guests. And so I could still follow up and say, Hey, please do my show to friends of mine. Right. But basically I'm, I'm trying to take the booking out of my hands. So it's, you know, one less thing I have to do. But so you, that's why you probably get a call from someone other than me. Cause normally if I wanted you to do one of my podcasts, I'd call you up and say, do Doug loves movies. And you'd say, I don't know that much about movies. And I say, okay, thanks Joe. <laughs> but well, I've um, done your podcast you a couple it. of times. You did it. Yeah. But really you didn't, you didn't love it much. though. You didn't love doing it. Well, I really love talking to you. I really love hanging yeah, yeah. out with you. Yeah. So we do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we meet on your turf. I'll, I would be happy to do your show, but I just I don't can't contribute that much. I don't know that much. Well, that's the thing about uh, getting dug with high is it's just <laughs> we start at four fifteen Pacific Standard Time. It live streams. I mean, it's basically what you do, but uh, tighter and treating it more like a TV show, like it's got like a talk show set. Right, and, right, and, right. You know, we, like we don't have the cans on, but when we sit there, me and the guest start smoking at four twenty. And smoke all the way to five o'clock, and then the last thing that happens is when we're really, really high. I force them. I force my guests to watch a magic trick. Whoa! Where a magician runs in and does a trick for them. Because <laughs> really nothing like magician? watching a stoner watch a magic trick. A really good magician. Yeah, he's great. He, he, you know, he's just a kid I know that does magic, but he's uh, really good at it. 
I've never been a fan of magic. Me neither. But I don't like being tricked. I think it's probably because I'm a control freak. Yeah. Like, That's why you hate that one show, Punked, also. You hated that show. <laughs> that, well, that show is dangerous. Because <laughs> you, 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 you they let people, like, there was one where uh, the guy from Tra- Travis, Blink-185, that guy, like, mm-hmm. 187 was what 182. is 182. <laughs> is that it? 182? Sorry. Listen, you take the 102 to the 10 Travis West. Travis Barker, badass motherfucker, amazing drummer. I just forget the band's name. Um, but there was some guy who got in his face, and he was, like, ready to go. Like, he could have easily punched this guy. He, this guy was acting like a total douchebag for the show, you know, mm-hmm. trying to goad him into, like, sure. a fight. But I'm like, God, this is so close. Like, this, this, you know, Travis is not a bitch. You know, you get in his face and start talking shit to him. He's ready to fucking kick your ass. He's just a regular dude yeah. with tattoos up to his chin. All right? He'll fuck you up. You know, he was ready. And so I was like, this is a bad situation. Like, they let it get to this. Well, like, he got up and he was going to kick that guy's ass. Yeah. And they were going to go outside. And then, you know, he's like, ah, oh, you're punked. Like, okay, you're lucky no one stabbed you. you I know? forgot who it was, but Steve Razanizzi. Uh, <laughs> Razanizzi. Razanizzi. And it's easy. He, um, uh, it didn't ever air it on Punk because the uh, the athlete was so uh, you know wanted to protect his uh, reputation. But I forget who it was now. But he said uh, like a you know a professional athlete that he went at pretty hard, like almost took a swing at him. Dude, I would not do that to a professional athlete. God That's damn it! Some That's scary so stupid. Shit. That's so stupid because yeah. you wake up unconscious and he's like, dude, I'm sorry. I did not know you were filming a TV show. And it just fucks you up. That easily could happen. Did you ever see the time that uh, uh, I think it was, was it Hulk Hogan dropped Richard Belzer on his head? Yeah, he's choked him unconscious. Yeah, and choked him unconscious him and then dropped him and then he hit his head. Yeah, yeah. God damn. That, yeah, that's that fucked shit up. is scary to watch. Dude, Hulk Hogan's a giant. <laughs> He's a fucking giant, man. I saw He's a him. Monster. I've, I've I've met him. Obviously, I did. Uh, um, I interviewed him for uh, one of the uh, UFC shows. It was when he was doing TNA wrestling on Spike. Oh, right. Holy shit, dude! You see if you see if you find yeah. that. I sat Look behind at- him during that fight, and he just combed his hair with his little brush the whole time. Oh, the did he really? Yeah, he just <laughs> what a fancy! Like, Pull that up! Pull that up! <laughs> I interviewed Hulk Hogan. He's a giant human being, man. If that guy choked, and this is back way back in the day, he's had a gang of back surgeries and all sorts of other stuff go wrong with him because of all the the hard days of wrestling. You know, I'm sure he's probably lost height because they had to. Uh, look, how, look how fucking big that dude is. He's fucking huge. I mean, I'm short, but goddamn, that guy's big as fuck. He's a giant. Thank you, my brother. You know, to be here with Joe Mania, Dana White, it doesn't get any better than this, brother. These guys are going to war out here. It's unbelievable. Now, you've been to some MMA fights before. Are you one of the highlights of my life, by the way. I'm a huge fan, my brother. I sure am. Now, uh, I understand that you have recently uh, announced a partnership with TNA Wrestling and its president, Dixie Carter. And you're going to be. How bad I am at reading shit off of I've never seen you with a card out there at the fights. Like, they make me do that you know let's give you something hey you're gonna interview mostly goldberg does these kind of things i don't know why i wound up doing this one maybe if i i figured if i he kept must doing have asked for you so badly they'll eventually it's I'm, I'm fine talking to those guys but you know talking to them in a form like that we have to promote something very specific yeah it's hard to remember yeah you sometimes. gotta have the cards i've got my cards yeah. on my new talk show because everybody that comes on you know they're they're agreeing to smoke weed on camera right so the least i can do is give them know, cards give them accurate plugs <laughs> Yeah, the uh, trouble. 
like the the Hulk Hogan thing. It was like TNA wrestling. Like, I really don't pay attention to wrestling. So if you want me to read something about wrestling, you got to tell me. That's what where the fuck you, it you'd is. probably look down just to catch yeah. TNA. You're probably like it's some sort of wrestling yeah. with initials. But if it was like an MMA bout, I wouldn't need any notes at all. You would never see me with notes. If I, if if Hulk Hogan came on, he was talking about fighting Brock Lesnar in a real cage fight. There would be no notes. Yeah, you just go out no there and notes. do it. Yeah. It would be pretty simple. That guy's a giant dude, though. If he yeah. choked your head and then let you go like that, that's dangerous. So, like, I, I enjoyed that punk show, but I was like, yikes. Like, this is this I don't is even enjoy risky. watching it, because it makes me too... Like, even though there's always the reveal of the per- person finding out they got punked and going, ah! It's still, like, they, they reach a level of ugliness that, like, you know, yeah. I would hate to reach while uh, being filmed, yep. you know? And, I know? and have a couple times, I but, know too many violent people. Yeah. I, know, I know too many people that would fuck you up if you did something like that, and then wouldn't even think that there was anything wrong with fucking you up because thought you were probably going to fuck them up. Yeah, why? Why wait for that yeah. to happen? Yeah. Why wait to get fucked up? Yeah, like Timberlake. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah, pull he's that like up. A, he's like sitting on don't the curb crying at we one can't point. Show any yeah. yeah, we shouldn't show any of these. We don't own them anyway. But yeah, yeah and we're not talking nice about it. Well, they, <laughs> they got away with it. But look, I should talk because we got away with a ton of shit on Fear Factor. We should have never done. That what they did is nothing compared to what we did on Fear Factor. So I really should shut the fuck up. Like we had people ride bulls. That was the but you didn't like show you didn't like you know show up at their place of work and convince, doesn't matter. convince them to ride a bowl doesn't and then, matter and then admit that you're just a TV show. Justin Timberlake <laughs> was stoned while being punked by Ashton Kutcher. That's hilarious. oh that was his excuse for crying about losing yeah. all of his and he stuff. Said, he said he gave up marijuana after that episode of Punked. Oh uh, yeah. well, then you know what? That's bullshit. <laughs> that is we could he's use, the he's the punk. <laughs> we should could use you know we could use a guy like Justin Timberlake on our side. <laughs> Trust me, dude. It ain't bad. You were freaked out because they were punking you, man. It's oh. an act of aggression. Plus, you're super duper. Oh, I think he still duper, smokes. Duper duper famous. Uh, I think he still smokes. I think, I think that was just a you know. I mean, Snoop Dogg has had a press release saying he stopped smoking. That know? was a while That's ago. Silly. But it's still like anybody who says up. that. It's like, well, for now. <laughs> For, Press for for a reason they're quitting for a reason, but they'll be back. Uh, Posehn, I ran into Posehn at Disneyland. And, oh yeah, uh, how he's, was he? He's back on the weed. <laughs> well, I saw him at a comedy festival, so of course, hanging out with the other comics. I was happy he was out back. on the road. He was going to do something, but I respect the fact that he uh, realized that he needed to get his shit together, you know. And so that was like sort of his thing. Like once yeah. he got his shit back in line, he just felt like he was using it a little just bit too, too much. much. Yeah, and it's like, you know, he's high around his kid all the time. That's got you got you want to be present for your children. Yeah, and you also want to make sure that, you know, you're not out of control. You know, you don't yeah. that feeling of like whether whatever it is, if it's fucking coffee, if you're down in coffee all day every day and you just get up in the morning and you just zombie towards that coffee, slow down. Yeah. Stop. Take I a don't ever judge off. anyone for for not smoking or never smoking. Like uh, that's part of the thing to me. Like it's always amazing to me. Like I'll get messages from people on like I could smoke you under the table, and I'm like, so like that's <laughs> that's what smoking weed is about. That's a new being meme. the best at it, being aggressive about it. Like no, it's about having fun and you for, know enjoying for yourself. Dudes, though, everything's about that. <laughs> well, sure. That's some people are just so Douchey. tightly wound that even weed's not going to you know relax them that much. But I think it helps everybody that, that 
you know, most people that use it, it can be overused like anything. Yeah, it, it certainly can. But you're right about most people, a lot of people rather being tightly wound. The, the idea yeah, that we're I mean, that's all part of why I like it is because I'm kind of a nervous, anxious person by nature. And, uh, you know, smoking all the time just helps me to just relax and not, not worry about shit so much. Yeah. Well, and I still worry about it. It's not like I'm checking out completely. You know what I mean? It's right. more like you're just opening your mind to, you know, lots of stuff and hopefully you know enough good stuff that uh you know that you can not worry the others when you have what? kids though <laughs> fucking <laughs> jesus christ doug i've got so many ideas right now <laughs> they're flowing like a none river of them, none You're of them to are catch salmon <laughs> yeah i'm just saying that it like it not only relaxes me but it also helps me to you know write and think of things and you know Oh, mo- most definitely. It, it you know, it's not it's not all just one thing that it does. No, I think it's very beneficial. But I think that people develop patterns, and sometimes those patterns get out of control. It's really easy for a person, especially of comedic tendencies, someone who's got that kind of impulsive nature to them. Anyway, mm-hmm. they can just get out of control with something. So it's, sometimes it's good to just write the ship. You know, yeah. So, so sometimes it's good when a guy does that. Absolutely, yeah. He was smoking all day, every day. Like I, uh, there's some days where I will wake up and I'll sit around for a while and I, you know, won't smoke because I like ten it, twenty. It's minutes. not like it's not like oh, I just woke up. I have to do mm-hmm. this. You know, it's what I have to do to get through the day. It's not. I never have that feeling about it. You know, it's more like I'll do it when I do it. Do you see the thing about the TSA? TSA is going to let people bring weed on planes. What? How much and where? From anywhere to anywhere? Because a lot of states place it's still illegal. To where? When one? The the idea being that there it's going to be a don't ask, don't tell sort of situation. And uh, if you're bringing weed, say if you have a license in Massachusetts and you also have a license in Los Angeles, you're flying from Los Angeles where you have a license to Massachusetts where you have a license, you're good to go. I think you can only get a license in the state you live in, though. Is that true? I think so. Well, you need to buy real estate in other places, bro. You need to be a multi-baller if you want to fly with weed. Do you still have property in Colorado? (laughs) Is that why? Imagine if you did that. You had a fucking house you kept everywhere in every state just so you could fly with your weed. That would be the ultimate baller. Yeah. Dude, I'm legal in every state, and I got to... You could still do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't recommend flying with a lot of it, but the the (laughs) TSA is not... They're not... Their job is not to find... It's not to, you know... Uh, arrest people for minor drug crimes. Like they're looking for shit that's going to cause everybody to die. To die. Yeah, yeah, but they have busted people before. I mean, it happens, Warwick but- got caught with uh, a bunch of joints in her. Um, it was like a lipstick case. How long ago shit. was that? I don't know. I think it's been a while because, like, because like you don't hear of celebrity pot busts that much anymore, and. Um, you know, if they were still going on, you would hear even more about them because there's TMZ and everything that's just looking for those stories. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely think that they're looking for weapons more than they're looking for anything. But I go to the airport a lot. And I've never seen anybody pulled aside you for, know, weed. for for anything. But like, you know, well, for, they, what they do is they call the cops. Yeah. They, the, the you, I mean, you never see cops. actual cops cruising around in the airport that much other than. You know, driving driving you... around outside. Like they don't let you know they don't like cars to stop, and you know when they're picking people up, the cops keep it moving. Well, it depends on where you are. You know, if you're in Texas, you mm-hmm. very well could see that. Sure. Not only that, you could see someone going to jail for weed, for real, no doubt about it. If they yeah. pull you over for a stop violation and they find weed on you, there's a lot of cops that'll put you in jail in mm-hmm. Texas. That's, Absolutely, that's legit. California, the laws are so lenient right now that we have the medical marijuana, and then we also have decriminalization. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger passed that when he got out of office. Yeah, real, real amount. quietly. 
Nice and silently. <laughs> it was the best thing that he ever did. And uh, what it means is that you can't go to jail for it, which is, you know, makes sense. It's fucking ridiculous. We're still in this weird sort of a, a wrestling match with, uh, with reality when it's it comes to that It's just an drug. easy way to round up people that aren't white is what uh, these minor drug offenses are. The prisons are full of people that are... Uh, Hispanic and black, and they had three strikes that are all just like, uh, you know, three pot things in a row or something, and now they're in jail. Yeah, the uh, the prison. whole private prison industry is uh, a very... What are you doing, Brian? That's Doug Benson using <laughs> Oculus Rift. This has absolutely nothing to do with what we're okay. talking about, but it is but it is funny. Brian made a vine of me wearing the Oculus there's nothing to do with what we're talking crazy about. Crazy glasses, yeah, but it was it was funny when it happened because um, I didn't know he was filming me. There's a uh, there was an article on Boing Boing the other day about prison profiteers extracting billions by exploiting prisoners and their families. It's really fucking scary shit. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how much the 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 prison system influences the way laws are formed, but the idea that they could possibly do that at all is really creepy. The idea that you're benefiting from people being in your jails, profiting from people being in your jails, and spending money to try to promote laws that would keep people from getting away with certain crimes so that you can profit off of them. Yeah. Like you're, you're trying to make things illegal. So well, that you we all know money. while they're there, whatever, whatever criminal acts that they don't know how to do or haven't done, they learn all about it while they're in prison. This is very scary. And then they go back out, and they—that's they, all they know. What, what else are they going to do? Yeah, it's, it's really fucking strange. And there's also they're talking about the the issue with people getting sick in in, in prison. They're talking about the it says the cruelty of the prison medical contractors who ration vital treatments to prisoners, leaving them in agony and worse. For example, correctional medical services discourages treatment for hepatitis leaving prisoners with hep C to slide into permanent, profound disability. Ugh. Wow. That's insane. That's super messed up. That's insane. Like, they, they put you in a cage, and then they don't provide you with medical attention if you're dying of a curable disease, or at least a treatable disease. That's fucking scary. That means they're not responsible for keeping you healthy or alive. Like, they can just treat you as a subhuman and put you in a cage. I mean... I guess maybe it would depend on what kind of a person you are. If you're some guy who went into a, a school and, and you just start shooting kids, yeah, I don't really think I, you should get any fucking medicine. But that's a very rare, small segment of our population that really should be snuffed out. Like, there's no sense in keeping those people alive. Like, that kind of situation, someone is a yeah. fucking mass shooter. He's either going to go out and do that sort of <clears throat> thing again someday, if, if ever, or they're just going to sit in jail for the rest of... Like yeah. it's just a waste of everybody's time and money. So for anybody this, else, this horrible, horrible person can. Yeah, I mean, so anybody else that's you're not treating, like, what do you do? You're going to let them die and 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 fall apart of something? You got the medicine right there. You could just give it to them. Like, how much money you guys make per prisoner? Or what? How much money does this fucking thing make a year? Like, yeah. what's going on here? You guys are making how much? You guys are making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of prisons? Like, it's a money generating machine. That's fucking terrifying. That said, if they're like rapists or murderers, it's not gonna. I'm, you know, I'm not we gonna feel more bad. People if in, not, we have more people in prison per capita than any other any other country, and it's it's by far. It's not just by a small margin. Oh, it's a massive amount. 
Yeah, it's a massive amount. But, you know, the, the uh, argument is that's also why America's so safe. America, <laughs> America. No place is safe. Well, when no place when you're around other human beings. Folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, when there's disparity and when, when there's poverty and when there's people that are ignored and marginalized, that's the, the you know, there's an, an issue in this country where everybody's like, hey, people should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, and yeah. I, I agree to, to a certain extent. I agree if your conditions are optimal, if you don't have health issues, if you are not in a terrible, violent neighborhood trapped in this horrible school system, if all those factors aren't, then yeah, you should yeah. probably pull yourself by your bootstraps. Stop <laughs> fucking crying because you could be one of those kids. You yeah. could be someone whose situation is fucked from the jump and there's nothing you can do about it. Everyone's abusing you. You've got people hitting you. There's violence around you. You, you don't know what, you don't know how to read. You're a fucked your whole situation's fucked so to to tell those people to pull themselves by their bootstraps who's going to teach them how to do that who's going to teach them how to develop character who's going to teach them to eliminate bad behavior patterns you know how fucking difficult it is to change a person as opposed to develop a person it's insanely difficult yeah so in that sense we're really ridiculous that we ignore the impoverished sections of our cities. We're, it's ridiculous to allow that to ever happen. That should never be taking place. And everybody's like, oh, that's a utopian idea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, by the way, it's not like putting people on fucking Mars. It's a utopian concept that can be achieved. Yeah. It's a utopian concept that using a fraction of the money we use to support these fucking corrupt dictators all throughout the world, a fraction of that could clean up every fucking city in America easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. People say that, you know, people, people think that the idea of food stamps is that those people are all just, uh, you know, living on the dole or whatever and just like kicking back and getting the money. And it's like a dollar fifty per person in your family per day is not, you, you're not living the life. You're yeah. struggling to get by and you're probably all fat because the food you're eating is all just disgusting, you know, dollar burgers at McDonald's. And that's the shit you're feeding to your kids because you can't yeah. afford. It's like, it's the system is set up to keep the poor, to, to create more poor. I don't think keep, it's set up that way. I think it take it, it, it takes advantage of poor people. Yeah, yeah. It takes advantage of poor people, and poor people also get stuck in a rut. I mean, it's true we don't have a class system in this country, and this is a, a country where a person can be poor and can be really good at something, and then eventually wind up being a wealthy person because of that. This is a very rare situation like that, where like a rapper can go from being yeah. like in a p- impoverished neighborhood to being like a a celebrity, like a Jay Z guy. Mm-hmm. Who's like a, a great music and a. sports? Yeah, yeah, you music know, sports to some extent. You know, other forms of performing, but it's but it's hard to. How do you develop that skill if you're poor? Exactly, and you have to you know work all the time or be starving all the time. And when you don't have any guide, you don't have role models. Like we we yeah. need to learn from older people. And like I said before, it's way harder to change someone. Once they become a certain way, it's way hard to accept that you are are fucking up, that your personality has holes in it, that you you know you're you're psychotic, you're abusive, you're manipulative, like whatever it is, it's wrong with you. You can't be told that things by other pe- by other people, people without become, you become defensive. Almost you know, like, everybody does. Yeah, almost everybody does. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, and so 
changing is super fucking hard to do. But when someone inspires you and you're around people that are admirable and someone cares about you and they, they show you the benefits of living a certain way, they, they instruct you on the benefits of being positive and friendly, you could change entire generations, just massive change throughout our entire country. If we just established some community centers where we made sure there was plenty of cops around, that everything was safe, we cut way back on the crime by putting money into these areas and making areas where people can feel safe, where kids can feel safe after school, where they're going to meet like counselors and, 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 and coaches and people that were happy to be working there, helping these young kids and teaching them how to play games, get along with each other, teaching them a little bit about character and, and having a place where they know that they don't have to worry. They're going to get food for sure. They're going to get someone who cares about them for sure. They're going to get people that can instruct them in various elusive aspects of life when you're a young man or a young woman and you're growing up in a terrible neighborhood. We don't take care of that. And that's one of the reasons why we have to worry about bad neighborhoods. It's one of the reasons why we have to worry about poverty. It's because people have just been fucking shit on from the moment they came out of their mother's womb. They just never got a break. And that's not fair. And they see people like you or like I or like, you know, nice white people that live in nice neighborhoods that have never really experienced anything horrible like that. And they almost feel like you stole something. They yeah. feel like you stole something from why, them. Why us? Why instead of them? Exactly. It's all just it's all cosmic uh, luck of the draw. But it it seems like it's the utopian concept is achievable in that way that you can at least have a massive impact on the society if you started taking care of its young a little bit better or helping them taking care of its young, relieving a little bit of the burden. You know, and the idea that it creates more welfare, welfare creates more welfare and, you know, people creates people that can't help themselves. It doesn't have to be. It's not, it does not have to be. You, you, there's, there can be a way to do it where you're trying to help people help themselves. And it's just set up like that. The amount of money we spend in rebuilding places that we explode is fucking staggering. When you look at the amount of money like military contractors got for rebuilding Iraq, and they just built shit that they didn't even need, like water treatment plants. Like, well, we got to build one, so we're going to put one right here. We've got a contract to do this. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of complaints about that kind of shit. It's just like they had uh, these, uh, they had to spend an X amount of money to justify the amount of money that was coming to them. So they're constantly, you know, doing shit. The TSA machines, the newest TSA machines are all, that's some government contract paid for those and paid off somebody to supply all the airports with them. You know, the ones where you have to stand with your Uh hands over your head. Not only that, the guy who uh, sold it to them, one of the machines at least, he used to work for the TSA. He used to be like the president of the TSA, and then he leaves, he makes his fucking machine, yeah. gets involved, and then sells it to the TSA. It's like, what the hell? But the TSA is not like a government organization. The TSA is like right, a right. private organization. So that's it's actually a, a normal thing. Yeah, we think yeah. it's government because they're checking your shit, and they're going through your underwear right. and stuff, but it's really not. It's like they work for the government. Yeah, yeah. So that's why like, if you had some weed on you, they'd have to call a cop. They can't arrest you. They can't do shit. I think they just say, you know... They bring a cop over. They, no, they say throw it out or something. You hope. <laughs> no, I mean that's the anecdotally. That's what I always hear is that that's the worst thing that happens. But also, I again, it's I, these are white friends of mine with a very small amount of weed on them. Yeah, and know. it's probably happening in California and in, in El Paso. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, like you were saying earlier, though. I mean, it's gonna. It, it, there's definitely like I, I think that Oregon and Washington and um, 
maybe Colorado, maybe all of those. You can fly from state to state if you have a, a, a card in one of them, I think. Yeah, those two. I, I, I gotta those are two things that. I don't want to hear when I'm getting on a plane with weed. Maybe, and I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. That sounds like a yeah. disaster. But that's the that's the trouble with hanging out with stoners though, and talking to them about these things is people will tell you emphatically things that aren't aren't true. Well, <laughs> you know, like they'll they'll just say, "No, you can. You got your card. You could definitely fly there." And they they don't. That's something they heard from another dude. Well, tell me if the, you think this is true. Okay. Here's one of those. Do you think that, uh, that I've read this online and I'm very curious because I think I might be just feeding this problem that this uh, U.S. shutdown, the shutdown of mm-hmm. the U.S. has driving traffic to sugar daddy sites and these sugar daddy sites, a sugar daddy site is where like a, a girl can go and like people can like bid on taking her on a date, I guess, mm-hmm. and, like old rich dudes who've got, you know, some fucking billionaire dudes got some cash and yeah. like, listen, I'm just looking at your profile. I'll pay your rent. Like, what's up? Like, let's work something out. Yeah. They went up 50%. Why? I don't, I don't know. That's my question. <laughs> do you think that that's true or do you think that that's a really smart business move by this company to release a press statement saying that their business went up 50%? Because we're talking about them. We're talking about them now. Is this a new sponsor that you're not No, about? it's not a sponsor. I'm just confused. <laughs> but what would the, yeah. what would the direct the connection, connection be between the shutdown exactly. and that going up? Because it's like all the shutdown has done is furloughed a lot of people that probably are, are, aren't and never will be sugar daddies. And it's not necessarily making the people that are rich more money because of the shutdown, is it? Uh, no, I think the idea is that there's a bunch of people that don't have jobs now. And so, and so they have nothing better to do than go and bid on dates. No, no, no. The girls. The girls. Like, oh, you're saying more girls are going. There are more girls are checking it out. Exactly. You, I you, can't imagine that these girls are following the news closely enough to to know that the government might is shutting down that we might default on the on the debt. I don't know. I, really, I don't know. <laughs> and that they're that panicked about it, what it's going to do to them directly. Well, it could be that someone who is already financially in a bad situation and then they see something like the they're government They're starting to panic because like, you know, Obama's saying stuff like we might go into a worse recession than the one we were just in. If exactly. We, if we don't settle this debt ceiling thing. So, yeah. Uh, so that's possible. I thought you meant that there's more guys <laughs> with, money? with money trying to get these girls. But it just seems like a... Not a coincidence, but it just seems like, you know, it, it, it's probably going to be on a steady rise for a while until the economy gets better. But what does that saying, mean, They're saying though? it's sudden. They're saying it's a sudden spike? Yes. They're saying it's a 50% jump hmm. since the government shut down. I don't know. If the, I can't see those two being connected. I don't know. I, I mean, joined one of those websites recently, Joe. Did you really? Seekingarrangement.com. And what you do is you Wait just- Wait a minute. Is this a fucking Tell sponsor? us all about it. Yeah. <laughs> And if you use the coupon code, no, no, but, uh, and, uh, it's so weird, man. Like there's just people that you just tell them like how much money you make and do this and that. Well, and they why, just attack I mean, you. This, like, it seems like that would be a, a smart move. If you were just looking to find people to meet, that are it really seems like a website in your, in your money. No. <laughs> is it only your money? Pretty much. You don't enter in anything else? Like what you do or what your interests are? You don't have to write anything? Well, I've, I've had so many messages since I just recently did this as a joke, and I only have one photo, and it's a blurry photo because I didn't want anyone to and see my And it's not your face. real name? Uh, no. And it's like, that's my photo. Look how blurry that is. It's I pretty did blurry. Pur- <laughs> I did it on Still, purpose. Does, now people are going to see like that either. and start trolling you, dummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't Christ. really using this as, a, like, I'm going to even check it. I forgot all about it. But, anyway, uh, my point is, do you think that there's a panic in the air, and that's why these oh, sugar daddy websites get an upswing of traffic? That's the idea. Maybe, yeah. The idea Maybe. is- 
Maybe more women are giving. Like uh, more I've, women are giving I've, up. Is that I've, what you're gonna say? Well, giving up on the idea of just you know uh, romance. I, I don't want to say you know that they're not willing to willing or able to stand on their own, but they're just there. Seems to be some women in in society that are they're fine with the idea of you know meeting a man with some money and not and then just doing whatever. You know, they're not necessarily. Well, uh, if the guy's nice, yeah, but they're know, not necessarily like want. But it, every woman I meet seems to not be interested in in money these days but that's that just might be just because you hang out with a bunch of liars yeah <laughs> well I, think, I mean nobody's ever i don't feel like anybody's ever come on to me because i have a little bit of money well you're a smart guy who's not hanging around with a bunch of assholes but without a doubt <laughs> there are people that will hang out with you just because they think that somehow or another they can profit from it you know you could you could definitely stumble into the wrong crowd yeah you, yeah. you, you haven't mm-hmm. but you, you certainly could this is a weird thing where so. people worry about what other people will do for money. Like uh, uh, if there's uh, some gal who's uh, married to some 60-year-old guy and she's 24 and she's driving a Ferrari and you're like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, what do you care? Yeah. Like, why would you care at all? Why would Go you care what she does? Why would you care what he does? Those two are working it out. And yeah. chances are, they're, you know, especially the guy is probably also still kind of miserable, you know, because it's not it's not a real relationship. But it's, Who the fuck but it's, knows? But it's what he's settling for or what Maybe. he's enjoying at the time. So why not? You it know? is possible. It's also possible that they like each other. That's yeah. possible, too. It's not as likely. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's possible. Or they like each other for, for reasons. You know, she's hot and he's got money. You know? Exactly. So they, they, they both get something out of it she struggled you know and he he's a materialist and uh, he, he likes taking care of people makes him feel good and she I knows do like that. i do fall into that trap left. i like very much like uh taking care of uh people do you like that though just because you're nice you know because there is a nice thing to be able to help someone out when you meet someone you see that they're struggling and you help them it's a nice feeling to be able to do well, I had an idea when you were talking about earlier about why why not start like a Joe Rogan uh, fight camps for underprivileged kids. It's a good idea. You want to organize it? You want to be the CEO? <laughs> you want to be the president? <laughs> yeah, you I know, know right? It. Now the scammers will start coming out. That's another thing you have to be really careful of oh, when you get involved weird with things that people come up to you with. Like they, well, any charities. Like the, well, you want to find out when you get involved in a charity whether or not it's legit. Because yeah, unfortunately, well, there have been illegit charities. I've retweeted things sometimes because like, I think, you know, it pulls on my heartstrings. And I'm like, oh, I'll try to help these people. And then yep. I immediately get all these emails back. That place is a scam. That's a... that's a You just gave me a virus, you fuck. Yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's... Uh, so it's it's hard to not, you know, retweet those things, but... Well, do you remember Coney? Remember Coney mm-hmm. 2001? No, that's remember one of the that? examples where people are all over my shit just because I tried to help. I watched the video and was moved by it and mm-hmm. was like, okay, everybody should watch this. Yeah. And then immediately, oh, that guy. He's you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. A few weeks later, he's running around naked in the streets. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in all of civilization <laughs> because it was so absurd. It was so quick, immediate, all-encompassing. Everyone was, Coney 2012. There was bumper stickers and t-shirts. I saw them everywhere. I saw Posters. I saw so much about it in the news. I saw it on websites all the time. And then, boom, gone. I mean, yeah. in a flash. Yeah. It was the flavor of the month, literally. It lasted about a month. Yeah, and yeah. after it was over, millions of dollars had been exchanged. One guy had ran around beating off in the street naked. And you never heard from him or anything to do with it ever again. <laughs> yeah, Coney's just still doing his thing, I guess. I don't know what the fuck he was doing in the first place. Isn't that place like flooded with guys like that? 
I think so. I think that's what, what part of it was. Is like you know, oh sure, that's that's a good cause, but that's not <laughs> going to solve the you know the overall problem, and that there's many uh, you know uh, evil people like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Africa is. I always say that if you want to find the apocalypse, you could find it right now, 2013 in Africa. Like if you watch that Vice documentary on Liberia, have you ever seen that? Captain or General Butt Naked, dude used to take off all his clothes and run naked and fucking killing people in war, would eat children's hearts, cut the enemy's children's heart, take their children, cut their heart out and eat it. See, that's a guy that just needs to find weed and just. He's still alive. Fuck down. He's responsible for thousands of deaths, including children that he ate, ate their hearts. Still alive and was forgiven because now he's a Christian preacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. People are trying insane. to, cro- you know, they're trying. He's born to, again. He's so he's, yeah. you know, it's like he's a different person. Came yeah, out, came out of a, his a mother's vagina now. all over again. But it's uh, when you watch them interviewing him, man, in in Liberia, it's fucking crazy. That was our boy Shane. Our boy, it was like one of the best, most like in depth pieces I've ever seen on a country in massive turmoil where this guy general butt naked was talking about how he knows what human flesh tastes like and he found a vendor that was selling meat on the corner it was human flesh and he had to tell the police because he knows what flesh tastes like like he's eating so many people he knows what people taste like so when they're serving people it's like this is not cow this is people and then he brings over the cops and they arrest that guy meanwhile he's eating babies and because he's got a bible they're letting him roam the streets that's way crazier than mad max that that that's way <laughs> yeah. crazier than Thunderdome. Two men into yeah, one yeah. man leave. He ate babies. Okay, yeah. he cut their hearts out, and now he he talks about an old. He reads from an old book, and because of that, yeah. he's allowed to just roam the streets. He's responsible for thousands of deaths. It's uh, it's a crazy place, man. That's a crazy place. He and he was forgiven. Did you uh, have you heard about that movie, The Act of Killing? Um, what is Where that? These, That's the, the these old genocidal, you know, dudes that were involved in genocides are like telling the stories and reenacting uh, the the way they, Cambodia the way they kill people. Yeah, and oh. it's uh, it's supposedly. I mean, it's everyone says it's a great film, but I I haven't watched it yet because it just sounds so horrible to see these people who got away with this shit uh, bragging about it. You know, I can't do that, man. I can't. It's you supposed know. to be a great film, though. Oh, I'm sure it's great. But because they get these guys to shit. they get these guys to reenact like scenes where they killed people like using old movies like you know like, like Scarface yeah and dude stuff shut, like that please shut this off oh is that what it is yeah, Did Brian playing. put it up there I don't want to watch that but it's uh, yeah that uh, movie's really uh, people described it as an extremely intense experience oh I'm sure human beings are incredible incredible weird things and we're we're capable of some really fucking heinous things really heinous acts. Yeah, and is it could that ever change? Is it possible for? Well, it's definitely changing. There's way less of it. Sure. I think if you look at the actual numbers of human beings in comparison to uh, what they were just a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, and then you factor in the amount of death and murder and, and chaos, and it's probably safer now than ever before. Probably, maybe, maybe debatable. You know, because now we can well, wipe out the larger numbers quicker. Everybody lives longer for sure. For sure. So, you know. It's 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 very debatable, but there's there's still no question that there's areas of the world right now where they live in in just as chaotic a situation and the, as has ever existed. 
Like the people in Africa, like it's a perfect example. Yeah. Somalia, you know, the, the, those people that uh, were forced to become pirates because uh, all their uh, fishing waters were polluted by uh, European businesses. That movie with Tom Hanks looks intense. Very intense. That's the origin of that. You know, they call themselves the Volunteer Coast Guard of Somalia. That's what they call themselves. They all started doing that because these fucking guys had no fish anymore. These Europeans would dump waste off the shore and just polluted everything, killed everything. And so these poor fucking people, they started kidnapping these boat captains that dumped this stuff off the shore. They would find them. They would find the oil slick and follow the boat. Yeah, yeah. They uh, started getting way, way more money doing that than they ever got fishing. So they're like, fuck fishing. And they just became kidnappers. So now they're just these gangster, crazy fucks that have nothing to lose. And they're on this thing called cat, which is a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a leaf that you chew and it's got like a narcotic uh, effect, like a stimulant effect, not narcotic, like uh, almost like amphetamines. And they, they chew this shit and it makes them bonkers. So they eat this drug. They, they're literally methed out with submachine guns and they're trying to trigger happy. Trigger happy, Nothing to, messed you know, out. I guess in like uh, in some cases they've got, you know, if they kill everybody, then they then they're they're cutting into how much money they could potentially make, right? Because right. they because they hold these things for ransom, mm-hmm. so they can't they can't kill everybody, but they still probably are so crazy that sometimes you know it's, yeah. it's hard to keep control of all your your men. Right, exactly. I'm sure there's situations like that. This Captain Phillips movie, it's the same guy who did those first two Bourne movies and uh, and the uh, United, whatever the flight number was. I can't. I don't know why I can't ever remember that. I guess because it's such an impl- unpleasant idea that the movie was named after a flight that crashed. What was it? Ninety three. Yeah, flight yeah. 93. Uh, Paul Greengrass did that, and so this is going to be. Uh, same level of uh, intensity, I think. Have you seen Gravity? Doug, you sound like a guy who loves movies. I do. Have you seen Gravity? <laughs> no, I'm. I think it. you'd like that. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it. People are giving Neil deGrasse Tyson shit on Twitter, man. Oh Why? my About god! What? I read all these people because he angry because tra- he said things that are inaccurate or something. Yeah, he, and who cares? But you know what? If you know him, he would have said those things with a big smile on his face. Yeah, I don't and mind. He also that, said that he enjoyed it. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind that he's pointing out the inaccuracies. I just say who cares because it's like it's one of those things where the movie just has to get me to a point where I believe what's happening in the movie. Yeah. You know, that it's it's telling a good story and it doesn't seem fake or stupid. Yeah. You know, and I'm just a, a layman, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what people are giving him a hard time about. They're like lawyers can't watch. About not having a suspension of uh, disbelief for a movie like this. Yeah. And people were making fun of him saying like, you're always <laughs> the guy who's trying to uh, push science and here's a movie that shows space and that you, you weren't into it. It's really interesting. I was reading these people uh, uh, attacking him, but he he's right, first of all. Everything he's saying is correct. And if he was saying it in front of you, he would be smiling and you would love it. Like a lot is lost yeah. in text, especially when he said that it was uh, a good movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie, but you know, a lawyer goes to any movie that takes place in a courtroom. They're going to tell you every fucking thing that's uh, not accurate, and then it's the power of that individual movie to overcome that. You yeah. know, like it's it's just a version of space that's being sold to us for entertainment. You know, it's not a, a documentary. He wrote my tweets after everybody went after him. He wrote my tweets hardly ever convey opinion, mostly perspectives on the world. But if you must know, I enjoyed Gravity very much. So he's just, he enjoys gravity every day because he would hate facts. to just float away. <laughs> he's giving you facts. 
mean, like mysteries of gravity. Nearly all satellites order, orbit Earth west to east, yet all satellite debris portrayed orbited east to west. Okay, he's just right. I mean, yeah. that's all he's saying. I mean, and there's nothing. It's not going to ruin my my enjoyment of the yeah. movie. I remember there was a movie a long time time ago called Krakatoa East of Java about a volcano. And Krakatoa is west of Java. Oh, <laughs> it was just funny. wrong right there in the title. <laughs> yeah, so little. And there's out. not much gravity in gravity, as it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> mysteries of gravity. Why Bullock's hair, otherwise convincingly zero in in otherwise convincing zero g scenes, did not float freely on her head. So he's just basically he was talking about the actual scientific inaccuracies of the movie. Yeah, she looks good when she's floating around in her little like. Uh, Sports outfit. Basically, my take is if you're going to fucking make a movie like this, talk to Neil deGrasse Tyson first, throw Homeboy a couple grand, and give him the script and say, hey, dog, let us know if there's some shit in here that doesn't fly. Because you're talking about fucking science and he's an astrophysicist. I mean, he's the sure. guy who's going to know about it. But, the, you know. No, I mean, why no one watching it knows the difference when the debris. He knows. You're just going, holy shit! Look at that debris that's crashing into them. It's so exciting. But couldn't it have just been the right way? Couldn't have been west to east or whichever one was the right way. I don't know. Why? Why not do it that way? We've got to talk to Alfonso Curon. Maybe it's a alternate universe where because in our universe this didn't really happen. In the alternate universe, it travels in a different direction, and uh, the zero g has no effect on your hair. In the alternate universe. Maybe they just got super dope hairspray in the future and just slap that bitch on. And no matter how much the wind blows, it just looks so natural. It sits there perfectly. It's like a shield. She's a pomade girl. I just wasn't really looking at her hair personally. But what were you looking at? Her feet? She's in, she's in this like, little outfit. She's, actually, her haircut makes her look like uh, uh, she's wearing like a green shirt and she has a haircut. So she kind of looks like Peter Pan floating around. Hmm. But um, interesting. <laughs> hmm. But she's still. Uh, I've always liked Sandra Bullock as a person and as a you know. I always thought she was attractive. But man, is she in dumb movies all the time? So I'm just excited she's in a good one, something that I like. And it's only 90 minutes long. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you didn't like that cop movie with her and the dude from Mike, Mike and Molly? The dude? Oh, the girl, right? Melissa rather. McCarthy? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I said the dude. I, I haven't seen that one. It's, I meant to because I like uh, Bridesmaids and the director, Paul Feig, but I... Uh, the dude from Mike and Molly is actually my friend, Billy. Billy Gardell. You know oh, Billy. super nice guy. Very good dude. Crazy Very funny nice. guy. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Love that guy. So, yeah... Um, she, she, I think she's very funny, but um, I didn't see that Identity Thief movie that she was in because it, it got such bad reviews. Oh, yeah. That looked like ass. Yeah. But The Heat looks okay. It looks fun. I, I just haven't seen it yet. Well, with a chick like that, like really over-the-top, hilarious, like it's all about finding the right vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, it's not that many fucking vehicles. No, that's part of the problem is that they're just, you know, they're just going to throw, she's going to make two or three movies a year. Yeah. And uh, some are going to be better than others. There's also, when you start making a movie, you think it's going to be really good. <laughs> and then halfway in, you're like, oh, this is a wretched piece of shit I'm yeah. involved in. I mean, that's that, that can happen. Jason Bateman's been in a lot of crap comedies but there's hardly a funnier comedic actor he just you know he's just got to be in the it's impossible to just be in good ones yeah that's why it sucks being an actor man you got to wait around for someone to give you a good role well he that's uh, uh bateman just switched over to he directed his uh most recent movie really yeah it's called bad words and i guess uh, people loved it at the uh, toronto film festival well he's a famous guy and a very successful guy he can do stuff like that but to mm-hmm. be a regular actor trying to make it like god oh, damn yeah. what a grind just waiting to get picked up, waiting for someone to say you can do it. 
And there's so many... And by the way, here's the real fucking problem. It ain't that hard. <laughs> it ain't that fucking hard. You can take athletes yeah. and they can act and do a really fucking good job. How about that? How about, how about you know, people have done acting in a big movie for the first time and kicked ass. It's happened several times. Way more than anyone's ever done that, than an actor has ever played in the NBA and kicked some fucking ass. That shit's yeah. never happened once, not in the history of the universe. Yeah. But athletes have gone over and acted very successfully, and it looks good, you know? I mean, even, like, pro wrestlers, you know? Like, like we're talking yeah. about Hulk Hogan. Dude, Hulk Hogan can act. I mean, he acts over the top most of the time, but if you gave him a role where it was actually acting, I bet he could pull it off quite nicely. Dice was great in the new Woody Allen movie. Dice is not an athlete. I don't know. Where are you going with this? Because he's just a big guy who's like, you know, I mean, I've always thought he was a good actor, but he hasn't, he obviously hasn't had the greatest uh, acting career. And uh, I thought he was really good in the movie. I, I heard my, he was amazing. My point it. was just that n not only, you know, can the individual probably learn pretty easily how to act, but also that uh, performances could be gotten by uh, good directors. Yes. Can, you know, Obviously, they have a choice of different takes and different reads and stuff, and they can they can make somebody that's not that great at it still look pretty good. That's certainly possible, especially you know? if someone works hard at it, which is what a lot of athletes have done. You know, a lot of athletes work hard. You know, so you not everybody can give like Daniel Day Lewis performances like he does in Lincoln and My Left Foot because what actors are being are are winning roles where they don't look or sound anything like the character they're going to be playing. They're only being cast because of how brilliant they are, and everyone knows that they'll get there. Right, that they'll make it work. You know, like right. him and Sean Penn and a couple others. You know, uh, lately Al Pacino seems to put on a different crazy wig for every you know every movie where he's playing a real life person. Right, but they all act like Pacino, you know, but it's like, uh, uh, great acting is like the really, really great acting. Most actors don't get uh, that much opportunity to do that kind right. of acting. That, those roles that don't transforming into something else. And you those know, roles no one else got go to, to someone rich. No one got to audition to play uh, raging bull. You know right. what I mean? De Niro said, I'll gain the weight. Let's just do this. Right. <laughs> you those, know? those roles are going to go to someone who's like a huge draw. Those roles are going to go. The first person who's going to get it is like a Russell Crowe type character, or, or a re you know, reputation is yes. helpful too. Like like a Sam Rockwell works a lot because yes. he's always great. Yeah, even though he's still not a household name, you know. Is he? He's not a household name. No, so, like B C level household name. I guess I don't like. I don't, I don't like. I don't like B C and yeah. D very much. Yeah, but uh... it is gross. I apologize. <laughs> but that movie Moon that he did was fucking sensational. That was really good. Yeah, he's really he's he's really a really good actor. But, but you know, sometimes enough of a chameleon that that makes it hard for not only the public to track him, but also you know for him to be cast and stuff. You know, it's like, oh, who's that guy? You know, because he's he's always so good and and so different. He was so good in that movie Moon because it was that was a really subtle role, and it was a role where the entire movie was basically. I don't, I don't want to say I should stop myself right there. I don't want to say what the entire movie. Just was. go watch it. I don't want to give you a spoiler. Yeah, but he. Uh, I can't even say what he does in the movie. But very, very interesting movie. Very intense and interesting movie. And uh, it just shows his range, you know, from that to the Iron Man character that he does. Brian, look, go to my Twitter, and uh, there's a thing that I retweeted earlier today from uh, uh, Dan Carlin, a hardcore history guy. He uh, put up a trailer of uh, Genghis Khan and the Mongols from, like, the John Wayne era. They did a movie. Yeah, John on Wayne Khan. played Genghis Khan. It's so bad. Oh my god, it's brilliant. It's uh, if you go to my Twitter, it's the third one down. 
You got it. Look at this. Crank this up so you can hear this. Wait till you hear John Wayne as Genghis Khan. First of all, Genghis Khan was fucking Chinese. All right? Yeah. Look at my this. Spirit may forever counsel and protect the great Khan. That's the great Khan, John Wayne. Listen to him talk Born as Genghis Khan. Let your slaves have their sport. It looks so fake. Tempting but unwise, my brother. Listen to me. Listen there to are this. moments for wisdom, Jamoga, then I listen to you. There are moments for action, then I listen to my blood. I feel this Tartar woman is for me. <laughs> he sounds the same like as he does in every other movie. <laughs> Look at this. I have taken you for wife, Bortai. And I take your dowry. Tomorrow in Urga, I make gift of it to Wang Khan. Seize Urga. He doesn't believe a and word he's saying. And my strength in siege of Wang Khan City. I, I chief of all Mongols, and henceforth ruler over the possessions of Wang Khan, make known to all men present and afar off. Those who oppose me shall be destroyed. Okay. Do not desert me in this fateful hour. Let not treachery prevail. People were so dumb back then. He was that big of a badass, also, you know? But somebody made a new trailer for it? Is that what this is? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have trailers back then, did they? They did, but they weren't, they weren't like this. Whoever did this is a bad motherfucker. I don't think they sent the, the day and date on them like that. It almost makes me want to go watch this. You know what? Maybe we can get a resurgence from this movie by playing this, and then it could be like the Rocky Horror Picture Show of, of, of barbaric dramas. Everybody could go to it and quote the words that John Wayne says as Genghis Khan. Do you think? Do you really think that they they let him do that voice because he was that big of a badass? They thought if he was to be like, oh yeah, you know, and stuff like that, they would. What? Yeah, because so, he wouldn't. Was that he a wouldn't bad do that. Chinese accent. <laughs> he wouldn't do that, that voice. But, oh, but yeah, also, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always funny in any movies where it's like uh, you know English or American actors pee. playing foreign uh, foreign roles. Is that uh, you know why ha- why would you have a uh, an accent but speak in English right you know so they just go they just say fuck it and they just have him you know not have an action, accent and speak in English it's like Tom Cruise in Valkyrie uh, Kevin Costner in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves it's just sometimes they're just like hey, he's a big star fuck it he'll yeah. just talk in his Do voice he wants. he'll just talk how he talks I'd rather him do that than actually try to fake it you know yeah I just don't I don't I wouldn't see the point the, the only thing you maybe should do is you know say it in the actual language and then have subtitles but that's like you know there's only so many actors that could pull that shit off yeah. like I was watching a dumb movie called uh, what was it called French Kiss French something it was Kevin Klein and Meg Ryan but Kevin Klein was French in it and he speaks French a lot in, in it you know and uh, he clearly just knows French but it was still I was impressed I watched uh, Sneakers last night again I haven't seen that in forever. Does that hold up? Such a good movie still. Yeah? Yeah, I highly, rec- highly recommend watching that. So it's it's Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, that one dude from... Uh, here, I'll show you the... There's like a team of five. And they're all like... Hackers. Uh, yeah. That was such a good movie. Uh, I'll tell you who's all in it right now. Uh, what do you think of that Fifth Estate movie's coming out, speaking of hackers? I, You know, that guy really looks and sounds like Julian Assange. Amazing. But I hear the movie is uh, kind of muddled, like they don't do a good job telling the story. 
Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, uh-huh. uh, River Phoenix. That's who oh it was. yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, what was it called again? Sneakers. Sneakers. Oh, that's such a right. good movie. I watched it last. It's about night. hackers, right? Who else? Yeah. Who are the other two? I think it's like Team of uh, Five. Sydney po- Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Poitier. Yeah. Poitier. You fucking barbarian. <laughs> uh, Do you not know? He was like the first like super acceptable black guy. Was there a girl on like the a, team or an, or a super nerd? He talked like a European, right? Yeah. yeah, he was pretty uh, fancy. Super yeah, eloquent. What's the girl's name? Super eloquent. Uh, Joe? Her? Like, if you think back, no. like, the old days, like the 60s and 70s, who's, like, the most elegant black guy? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Cindy Poitier. <laughs> yeah. He was very, uh, always enunciated. Yeah. And that's how they, you know, they eased, uh, you know, the uh, all the white folks, they kind of eased him in with, like, guess who's coming to dinner, exactly. you know, like a whole movie about a white family that doesn't like a black dude coming to dinner. Exactly. McDonald. Who? Mary McDonald. Oh, yeah. That's her name. So maybe she didn't go on the mission, though, or whatever. Don't they go on, like, a? don't they have to yeah. get in somewhere? And Sydney there's, Portier. There's a van. They ride around in a van a little bit. Accepting an honorary Oscar. Denzel Washington brings up Sydney Portier. So that was in that was probably in the last year or two, right? Um, it says 2008. The video so five years. It says the 74th annual Academy Awards. Hmm. That's insane. There's been 74 Academy Awards. Isn't it funny how much they love? Dude, to, dude, like, dude, dude! We just saved a butt. Whoops, sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> sorry. That sounded like you were trying to interrupt, Joe. <laughs> dude, 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 dude! You should save that as a, a drop, <laughs> dude, like dude, a, dude, one dude. of those corny morning zoos. Do 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 do. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Something about how the Academy Awards, who there cares about them? How, why have there been so many? It's just amazing how much back padding there is that they have these gigantic, elegant award shows for essentially entertainment. You know, I mean, it's yeah. really cool that you do this. It's really cool that you provide us with this awesome entertainment. Yeah. But the amount of fanfare that goes into that, like, here's a perfect example. The guy who the the, the guys who were working on the the Higgs boson, trying to uh, find the God particle, they're they're getting a Nobel Prize, you know. And who who fucking knows that? <laughs> I mean, everybody knows when the Academy Awards are out. Everybody knows there's a red carpet and the, yeah. the lights are going off. That the scientists, if uh, these guys who won the Nobel Prize in physics, three of them, if these guys were walking down the street, no one would give a flying fuck. Yeah. No, one, no one's going to take photos of them. They might be more responsible for changing the way we perceive the universe than any scientist who ever existed. Yeah. And they could just walk freely down the street and no one gives a shit. But if, you know, there's a red carpet and some yeah. person who's an awesome pretender. Speaking of stars. Nothing wrong with them being an awesome pretender. But as they walk through. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird. We're weird. We're weird as They're fuck. beautiful people, too, mostly. The winners are often very attractive. Not these winners. Uh, these the Oscars? Are, no, the other ones. The yeah, Nobel yeah. Prize. No, these that's guys. what I'm saying. That That's why more people look at the Oscars is because no it's attractive to look at. One of these doctors need that date like a Lohan or something like that. It's the symmetry, the face symmetry. Guarantee you there's probably <laughs> the some pimp-ass man, uh, like, man scientist out there that's looking to get himself a movie star wife. Like That might be like a good move. Like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type character, he could nail himself Like if he wasn't married. I don't know if he is. But if he wasn't, let's just in an alternative universe. At the very least, he could get like a Padma Lakshmi. Who's that? The the girl that's married to uh, Salman Rushdie. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but you know who he is. Yes, yeah. Is she an like he, you know, he had to go into hiding for a while because of this satanic verses. Yeah, and uh, and she's just a, a host of Top Chef. Oh, really? But she's gorgeous. Whoa. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's who she's married to because like that's your point was that there's 
there's you know these hot chicks out there that a really 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 smart dude with a lot of uh, notoriety for being smart could actually s- scoop them up. Yeah, it makes a girl look like a badass bitch. Yeah, she's hanging. Some movie star is hanging around some superstar astrophysicist guy who's creating fucking laser beams and shit. Did you see the real gun that they developed? Uh. Uh-uh. Holy shit! You want to see the next level of warfare weapons? There's a fucking thing that they developed that it shoots through this solid wall of steel, punches a hole through, and goes straight in a straight line. After that, seven kilometers. Wow. Yeah. Pull this up. Railgun invented. Watch this demo. (laughs) This is going to make you shit your pants. Is it recent? Because there's one from 2007. Oh, it's recent. Here, let me find it. Railgun invented. It's it's incredible. I mean, it really is. Like, And they show, uh, they have a... yeah. footage of it shooting yeah through yeah. a wall well they they showed they started it with bricks um they were they were shooting bricks like they just load up a brick and fucking punch it through this fucking thing well, i'm not gonna feel safe in here now and then they um <laughs> and then they decided a general atomics railgun test 2013 google that they they developed this alloy bullet that's this giant metal piece that's aerodynamic and it breaks off sort of like a stage rocket like as they shoot it parts break off and then there's the aerodynamic end of it which is like a little a spear like a little like it's like a giant bullet is what it looks like and it just punches right through this fucking steel wall check this shit out it's like the other parts of it it. pull it so fast that when they jettison it goes you know mach 5 mach 6 and after they tumble a a while they're not that impressive so we came, we basically came with an aerodynamic round, and that's that's the next round of testing that we did. We did that this summer. This is a round that was actually developed by Boeing. We paid them to support this program. What you see here is the armature that's used to generate the force in the in the round. So with that, there's a there's a hundreds of thousands of pounds pushing the round down the bore, and then once it gets out the bore, then uh, air hits the sabot and causes the sabot to separate. And then this was the round that we launched downrange. And um, we launched this particular round at 1,600 meters a second, which is about Mach 5. And uh, with no gun elevation, meaning zero degrees elevation, uh, this thing went seven kilometers downrange before it stopped. And that's after punching through a, a steel plate about an eighth inch thick, 100 yards downrange. Look at how it just keeps going after going through that. Steel plate, an eight inch thick. And it goes through it like it doesn't even exist. Didn't even look like it slowed it down. And goes seven kilometers past that. How nutty are people? We're like, we're just not good enough at killing people yet. We're missing something. Do you think that guy in that video gets laid a lot? You think he shows girls that video? I think when the camera was waist above, it's because someone was sucking his dick. That he (laughs) he demands that. He demands that at all times, where he sends a rail gun through your fucking house. That thing looked when he once he pulled all the parts off, it looked like a dick. Dude, that thing looked like death. That's it it, was a death dick. It's incredible that we're not satisfied with our ability to blow shit up. Like we're constantly inventing new and terrifying ways to shoot through walls and buildings. I want to see a, a villain get uh, killed by that thing in a Bond movie. <laughs> Did you see that the would video be as fuck. of the Serbian uh, rebels getting hit with the missile? Uh, no. Well, it's not not super gory, but, but uh, it's, it's still got to be brutal. Insanely shocking. 
this guy is in a window and he's looking out the window and there's these guys in a truck and they're driving the truck up the street and the truck has like armament on it, has guns on it. And these guys are standing in the middle of the street and the guy drives the truck off. And I guess when he was driving the truck off, the, the missile was already coming. And so the people that were standing where the truck were, all of a sudden you see them like go fuck and try to run. They get like a couple of steps and this fucking thing hits their ground and this huge ball of fire, this insane uh. explosion, everything goes flying by. And then you hear like, Allah Wakba, Allah Wakba. You know, they, that's like what they'll say. God is great. God is great. When sh- this shit goes wrong, they're like, it's like holy fuck. That's like, God damn, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And so you look out the window and it's just fucking huge crater. This fucking gigantic missile just slammed down the middle of the street. And you get a sense of how fast it would hit you. Like when you're on the ground, you don't know it's coming. And then these guys just looked up they're like shit. And yeah. then it was too late. You want to watch it? No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really good at blowing people up. I say we, as in you and I. Joe, did you see that picture that somebody sent me and you on Twitter of his emotional needs pit bull that he brings on planes Oh, come with him? on. No way. Yeah, look at this. The guy brings an emotional needs pit, pit bull, bull on planes. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yep. That's so crazy. He's loving pit bulls. That's so crazy. Wow. Well, you know what? It's nice that your dog's nice and you love them. Today they're making here in Los Angeles, they're making it a law, I think, uh, or they're voting on the law, but I think it's going to pass, that you have to get your pit bull spayed and neutered uh, after the age of four months. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I guess there's, we're just, there's so many pit bulls here that they're just killing like piles of them a day, you know, at the pounds and stuff. That's crazy, though, that you could force someone to get their, their dog spayed. Like, what if you're breeding dogs? What if you're a responsible dog breeder that breeds dogs? Yeah. You're just saying you're not allowed Maybe to they get a special anymore? license or yeah. something. They probably get a Wonder. special license. I think this is probably just for private ownership of a pit bull. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. It's interesting because it changes the personality of the dog. You know, have you male been- dogs, it makes them uh, more sedate and makes them, they, they get, they're, they're tireder. They lose like a lot of their energy enthusiasm. I noticed a big difference when my dog got, got fixed. It's so- like older dudes on, you know, that have low T. <laughs> <Low tea. laughs> exactly. I mean, certainly it's probably a calmer dog, but um, my veterinarian uh, that I went to for years before he passed away, never believed in spaying male dogs. He didn't believe in having them breed and create puppies that, you know, you don't take care of. He's like, you know, you're with your dog all the time. If you're a responsible dog owner, you know that your dog's not going to breed. He's like, that said, like, unless your dog has a real aggressive problem, you don't need to spay him. And then, but then other people have said, yes, you do, because otherwise your dog can get testicular cancer. And I, my take on that has always been like, Okay, so they can't get testicular cancer if you cut off their testicles. Right. Like, is that your? Are you really? Is that really right. what's going on here? Like, why is why are these dogs getting cancer with their balls? Like, is there a way to avoid that? Just check for lumps on the dog's balls once a week. <laughs> Just let's get yeah. nice Brian, Brian's already doing up. stuff around there anyway. <laughs> He's so. all excited. He's all excited. I don't know. We've even discussed about this on the podcast. Why this is a concerted effort on my part. Brian, why does your cancer? dog run away from you every Wednesday? No, 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 not Wednesday. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> I can understand the girl 
thing now getting girls yeah. spayed because you don't want them to have periods all over the place well it's also that you know they, they go into heat and then that attracts yeah. dogs and I, I when I had um, a dog that lived next door to a dog that was in heat it was crazy because I thought there was something wrong with him he was in pain he was like going down the stairs and yiping in pain so I thought he'd like broken a, a hip or something like that I thought he was in pain because he was injured so I brought him to the hospital and uh, the veterinarian was checking him out and he's like uh, is there a dog in your uh, your neighborhood that's in heat and I said I don't know why he goes because your dog's just horny as hell and I was like are you serious yeah. like my dog's so horny he's crying he it so bad yeah. he, he was you know this big strong dog but he would walk and go Tarry! And I would come near him and he would panic. And I'd be like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. What's the matter? And I'm like, my poor dog. I carried him to the car because I thought he was broken. Meanwhile, he's just horny. That's yeah, nuts. That's, that's the noise I make if, you know, if a girl comes back to my place mm-hmm. and doesn't put out. Yipe, yipe. <laughs> Doug Benson, sexist, <laughs> used the term put out. How put dare out. you? Give it up. Turn oh, out. my God. He said, give it up. Give up the honey hole. Oh God! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it. Mm-hmm. Give it up. Is that a thing? Um, I'm sure it's a thing. Honey People hole. call it that for sure. Honey pot, I think they honey call pot. it. Is that it? Yeah. Honey pot, honey so. hole. You'd be better off with a hole than a pot. Seems like a hole. You could be a little bit more specific about the size of it. A pot. Yeah, anything pot, that's pots, you can call that's a pot. A big old hole. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to put your dick in anything. You're calling a pot. <laughs> that's you know it can't be big. Like what's even if my child's pots that they play in. Those are still fucking quite big, you know? A cauldron. A cauldron. Back in the day, they had cauldrons. Yeah. So what? You, that's, what gi- that's what giants would fuck. Have you been paying attention to this fucking government shutdown? Uh, you know, uh, I don't enjoy paying attention to it because it just makes me angry, but I, I do check in every day to see what they're saying about it. Yeah, I am so confused. It's a big old mess it's just stupid i'm so confused like it's exactly what's wrong with american politics yeah i'm also i'm just i'm so confused that they let it get to this point too i don't understand i mean how could they fucking like if if this really is like a standoff thing where one side won't won't it's like one third it's not even a side as much as it's like a third (sighs) i don't understand crazy i don't know how it ever even gets made I, i don't know how it's possible Everyone's just like, uh, you know, everyone wants to be reelected is is their number one goal. Uh, You know, and if they're uh, about to retire, their number one goal is to take down the, the, you know, number one person on the opposing team. That seems all they want to do. Yeah, I just I just have a hard time believing that, you know, in this day and age that we could allow the, the whole system to just shut down for more than a week because they can't agree on something. It seems like. I understand. I'm not trying to be naive that they have to represent their constituents and that they have opposing viewpoints on certain things like Obamacare. But apparently that's the big stipulation. It's all about the the, the program that's going to be instituted for health care, mandatory health care. There's certain stipulations about the program I know that a lot of business owners don't like, but I know that other people yeah. think it's good and other think, people think that it's a great step. So I don't. I, I need to fucking really dig into it and, and take an evening and really research it from a bunch of different points of view, because right now I'm getting you know just sort of abstract information about it, and I don't, I don't have enough to talk about it. it. Seems to me that it's a very divisive issue. I try not to talk about these things just because I you know I, uh, I, I don't consider myself an expert, but I do uh, pay attention. You know, I do listen to all of it to try to un- understand it. Um, 
and in the case of this, it just really feels like uh, if Obamacare is fully implemented, then that's then they no longer have the Obamacare is going to ruin the country argument unless it really does ruin the country, and in which case, why won't they just let it happen if they think it's going to ruin the country and then they can jump in and be the saviors? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess so. They're it's setting weird themselves that It up. seems like they're trying to stop just any kind of success that can be had by the current administration needs to be stopped at, at any cost. It feels like what's going on. And also laws that are put in place are much more difficult to rescind. Yeah, it's a Obamacare is a fucking law. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So they're they're going to all this trouble to fight it when there's all these other issues that's that genuinely need like why aren't they all just trying to create jobs? Like why is this the discussion? Do you guys understand the Obamacare at all? Like like if 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 is that cuz Kevin Pereira just signed up for it like that night at midnight he was on the computer signing up for Obamacare and I think he pays like $200 a month or $300 a month for like really fucking awesome insurance because of it now. But uh, it doesn't start until January, I guess. You have to yeah, sign January up for it January 1st. This is the sign-up period. They're trying to get everybody, but like, there's all these ads on TV telling you that uh, it's bad and that you shouldn't sign up for it. They have ads that try to encourage young people to not sign up for it because they have uh, – a w- young woman is sitting in like a gynecologist's office with her feet in the stirrups, and then the uh, gynecologist has a giant, ugly uh, Uncle Sam – uh, paper mache Uncle Sam head that rises up and, and is like looming over her vagina, Whoa. like trying to tell young people don't sign up for Obamacare because then they're going then the government's going to tell you what you can do with your vagina. What, is that what? true? Does the government this, have a vagina agenda? <laughs> well, the thing is, is they is this unfounded? Some argue that Republicans do are, are are you know do have a vagina agenda, but it's not to. <laughs> It's so weird that they they've they basically have just flipped the script like it's supposed to be that you know uh the Republicans are anti-woman but they're trying to make it look like Obama's the really the one that wants to tell you when what you could do with your v- vagina. So it's just manipulative. It's about healthcare period so they use it to like sexual healthcare. They go to that right away. Babies, vagina, your wife's puss. Yeah, well, because that's what the Democrats have been using. They've been saying the Republicans are anti-woman, so this, so they're just using the same approach, but saying, but putting it on Obamacare. Hmm. That Obamacare is anti-woman. It's really fascinating that they're allowed to do that. It's really fascinating that they're allowed to editorialize at all, and that they're ha- allowed to have like any sort of dramatic influence at all in their commercials. It's so crazy. Like you're allowing people to manipulate. You know, yeah. Doug Benson has shown time and time again he doesn't care about the people of Los Angeles. Doug Benson promotes smoking marijuana for underage children, including your children. Doug Benson is not a good American. In fact, he would live in Canada if it wasn't so fucking cold. Doug Benson All would make a shit president. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they almost can say that, man. They can. They, they're so dramatic. It's not facts, like very clear, simple, vetted facts that have been verified on both sides and agreed to. No, 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 no. Nonsense, hyperbole, drama, dramatic writing, fucking manipulation of the truth. All that's standard fare. And oh, by the way, we've been paid for by giant corporations. All of this manipulation. The changing of the opinion of the culture the the sheeple of the culture has been all manipulated by giant corporations under the law <laughs> yeah all all totally squeaky clean and legal and encouraged and necessary for the political process doug benson why yeah. the political process needs money injected into it 
there's very few laws that are against rich people. Very few. Rich people can get away with almost anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a you know, really as long small as they can not rape or murder, rich people are set. Yeah, they're never going to jail. There's a lot of well, unless they rip off rich people. Unless you right, Bernie but even then, I mean, like, there, nobody's in jail from the last, uh, you know, crisis on Wall Street. Nobody got uh, arrested for that. Well, Bernie Madoff, you can't really connect to the crisis on Wall Street, but no, he, no, but I'm just saying, went down know, because he ripped off. He rich went down people. super hard. Yeah, but if you think about it, there's the super rich people. There's people that lost money, but there's also people that had gained money in the craziness of the market as it existed before. And there's people that recognize that a correction was going to be in place. And there's also people that recognize that because of the political money that they put in. Into the system, the banks were rescued. So even though they lost all this money and it could have been a catastrophic, fail- catastrophic failure for these companies, like, listen, we're going to be taken care of. And so then the government ganks money from the people, props back up the bank, yeah. saying, listen, this economy is very fragile. We have to keep it going as only we know how. So we're going to need some money. We're going to need some money and we're sorry about this and don't worry about it. We're all, we're never going to happen again. Um, your tax dollars will never go to these. Why is he getting a bonus? Oh, he needs a bonus. Man, he got to get his bonus. If he don't get his bonus, man, he'll leave and he'll yeah. go somewhere else. He did the job. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking their, bonuses. Their bonuses were half a million dollars. That was the limitation, the cap. The governor, they, we, we've been informed that people are upset about the bonuses. We need to raise the depth ceiling. Yeah. We have limited their bonuses to $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> So much money. That's so much money. For the average person to get a $500,000 bonus in the mail, they'd be like, holy fucking shit. Can you imagine if you go to your mailbox, you just received a bonus from work. What the fuck is this? What the fuck does this say? You just start thinking about what kind of car am I buying? I want to buy a fucking new Corvette, goddammit. You just start thinking, how much is the down payment in the house? How much am I going to have left? You would just start going over the money in your head. That's what their bonus was. This is after they're already making millions and their bank failed, crashed into the fucking ground and was propped back up by taxpayers in a way that I completely don't understand. But if you talk to Brian Callen, he will Fox News you to death on this. Oh, Oh, really? Well, you know, they paid the loan back within nine months. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> means where that money go then? Come on, they need to pay more. Everyone needs to pay. <laughs> Figure this out. Work this fucking thing out. This thing's a mess. This is a fucking house made out of sticks and and gluten gum, all fucking <laughs> patched together and fucking wavering in the wind. Joe, please tell me you saw the Yoko Ono on David Letterman. I refuse to watch it. Or she, why? She makes my blood boil. Oh God. She makes my blood boil, and uh, I don't want to be a mean person, so I don't want to say mean things about her. But I, th- this this idea that what she's doing is some sort of, of por- I guess it is a performance art if we're talking about it. It, re- mm-hmm. it elicits a response from you. But the response is not the kind of response that I want from my 30 seconds to a minute of watching something. It's a, it's a response that makes me annoyed. Uh, I love. What does she do on there that's so... I love the first comment or the most uh, voted comment you know, on YouTube, the one at the top, was, it so? was, what the goddamn fucking fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> like almost 200,000. All right. Because right. she came it. out and did a song or something? Let's play or? it. Let's yeah, play it. Right. Let's play Check it. Isn't she, she like 90? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, she um, when she got John Lennon's soul into her body, she got a double <laughs> life. David Letterman Thank hanging so in. Nice going, Paul. Good guy. But he's only having her on just for the, the this sort of attention. Our legendary band whose uh, lineup has changed over the years, but whose namesake has remained at the helm. And their new album, 
right here is entitled Take Me to the Weird Land intro. of Hell. Oh, my goodness. What a trip that would be. Please welcome <laughs> what do you say, the Take performing me to the tonight with hell. Flaming Lips, Yoko Ono, Take Me to Hell? I think, what's band. the name of her album? I don't know. You're talking to fuck. I can't Jesus, believe. look at her. Oh, my God. Okay, I changed my tune 100%. I love her now. I thought this, this bitch was gonna, is gangster. I thought it was going to be terrible. I mean, it's, I don't enjoy it. Well, you're, you're thir- but she, it's not. She's mixed with the flaming lips, so yeah, the flaming lips. of it is badass. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, man? It's fine to have her screeching if the flaming lips are playing. Yeah, it's got a good beat. Yeah, they're badass. The flaming lips are dope. They're making her sound awesome. Did <laughs> you see the backup singer? He's like, ooh, ooh. I like this. Do you like the hooded figure with the uh, cocktail shaker? Yeah, you know what I love about this? This bitch could do this all day with different songs. She hasn't written a word of this. This is all noise coming out of her mouth. So, yeah. This is like your daughter singing to the mirror and playing dress up. <laughs> I don't know, man. She seems pretty good at this. This is a new style. She looks good, too. She looks like she'd suck a good dick with that. You know what? Mouth. This would be good, man. That's how she got John. She had to do something to look that motherfucker. He was into her. He was so into her. She must have a super pussy. She must have voodoo pussy. There's no other way. Is that her boyfriend on the floor? No, it's Robert Plant. He gave up. I guess he, uh, and he took the hood off. The beautiful thing is you could do this all day with her. Like, if the Flaming Lips had her singing songs... They could actually be pretty fucking good songs. Like, that would be a good Come album. On, I'm not bullshitting you, because I like music that doesn't have songs, in it, that doesn't have lyrics sometimes. Like, I listen to foreign artists, because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I enjoy it. Of course, this would get tired. I couldn't listen to it every day. But I have a broad spectrum of what I like, Brian. <laughs> like, for instance, what do you think I was listening to on the way over here? Somebody screaming <laughs> while dying looped over, I don't know, Jay-Z? No. I was listening to what, Dwight Yoakam. Oh, oh, I, like, I like a little country music that's every fun. now and then. I guess... I guess uh, He's a good actor. I guess at the end, oh, yeah. David, David said something pretty He was cool. in Sling Blade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, David scared, he was scary in that. Yeah. Well, she's tiny. Nice there, everybody. I mean, he's big, but she's tiny. Hi, I'm crazy. Hello. Thank you. And it's... It's fun when you leave the theater humming the music from the show, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. I love it. it. But it was a friendly burn. Yes. She has no idea. She's royalty. You have to be friendly to her, even if you know she drives you crazy. Even if, but if she like if Bill Burr and her were in a room together, <laughs> and you saw that Bill Burr bit, have you seen that Bill Burr bit? Yeah, uh, no, but I can imagine it. It's a video that he uh, from his Monday morning podcast. His podcast is one of the most unique podcasts because it's just him talking into a microphone. Yeah, which, he just goes off. With, which I've done before. I did back in the early days. I did a, a few of those like that where I would like read Twitter and like I, there's a couple things I was just going to talk about. It just wound up me being baked rambling. But Bill does it every week, and it's really funny. And some one of the best ones, if you Google it, um, Bill 
Burr. Just Google Bill Burr, Yoko Ono. (laughs) And it's uh, John and Yoko are singing with Chuck Berry on stage. And Bill does like some of the fucking most hilarious commentary on her and him. That whole situation between John and Yoko that I've ever heard. It was fucking. And with the video, like whoever made the video, because it wasn't Bill. It was a fan made Mm -hmm. the video and spliced it together perfectly and edited it perfectly. So that like as he's talking, you see the look on Chuck Berry's face when he's fucking realizing that Yoko is screaming into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Because Bill Burr did the rant, and then they made the video to match the rant. That's fantastic. Oh, that's one of the most beautiful things about the internet, is these fan-created things, these fan-created videos. I was at a film festival a couple weeks ago, and I just tweeted on my thing, I want to know, someone make a picture of what it would look like if James Woods had Elijah Woods' eyes. And within two minutes, three people had photoshopped his eyes onto James Woods, and every picture was creepy as fuck. I'm sure. And I bet then it started getting even worse, and then someone started photoshopping his dick, because James Woods has a notoriously big dick. Oh, does he? Can you get those on Twitter? Can you allow to show dicks on Twitter? That explains, I guess, why he's always been so cocky. he's very cocky. He's supposed to have a monster hog. Are you allowed to um, have naked stuff on Twitter? How's that work? Uh, Yeah, you are. Because a lot of the uh, strip girls... The, um, like yeah no there's super crazy porny pictures like mm-hmm. uh, if you go to a porn star yeah that's what I'm saying page how's that work there's pictures of them with dicks in them and stuff do they have to be locked like you have to approve mm. just looks, that looks pretty pretty open range I think maybe like you know Twitter could shut them down well that's one some of the things that people like about Instagram so you can lock it you could have your own thing like where only your friends can get into mm-hmm. it to check it out you have to approve them you know, yeah if they don't get it ooh that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's weird. He looks like a robot. Yeah. James Woods with Elijah Woods' eyes. Um, how did we get to talking about James Woods? Uh, just I just brought it up <laughs> as an example dicks. of, uh, no, about how you can, uh, you yeah. were talking about how people should cut together, like, how that's what did. I've been thinking about you also, you know how we talked about how you should uh, do commentary on street fights and stuff? Yeah. Uh, another thing you could do, though, that would be awesome is just take classic fight scenes from movies and do Joe Rogan uh you know commentary through them as if it's you know as if you're calling a fight but it's has no one ever done that before I don't think so like like a movie like they live that really long fight scene and they live be so much fun if you just recorded the audio of you just talking over it and just set that out and then people just get that and then they rent the movie and watch it and then listen just sync it up so they listen to you talking about it while they're watching it hmm that might work be super Probably fun you'd have to pay money You'd have to like get the rights to the movies and shit like that to do that. You can't just do that. No, they just do it. Really? Yeah, like uh, Pete, Pete Holmes that? and Adam Carolla, they'll watch a movie and do and just have a discussion while they're watching it. Are you allowed to do that? And the, as long as you're not recording the movie and using the soundtrack of the movie. I talked to this about you about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, talked to you that we should do this. And you you were against it at the time. <laughs> no, no. Well, I think because you, you were referring to, in, in terms of my Benson movie interruption, right. like, why don't you film it or why don't you release yeah, it? And right. the reason for that is because I can't record a live – I like the live audience element. Mm-hmm. I like improvising while watching the movie and the live audience element. So uh, you can't – there's no way to record the audience without recording the soundtrack of the movie that's in the same theater. And that's – so that's – I just think it's fun as a live event. Right. But – what I'm talking about here is 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 totally doable. It's, You're not, about it's a not something I want to do necessarily. Right. Yeah, or just or you could call it a comedy album. You know, just like uh, you know, Joe talks through some of the greatest fight scenes, <laughs> and then you put a bunch of them out there. It something. seems like you'd have to pay them. It seems like, especially if you were profiting off of it, you would have to pay them. 
Well, for some reason, Corolla gets away with it. Uh, they just, they just, uh, you know, it's sort of like they're just talking about the movie. So, you know, as long as you're not playing the actual movie. I'll find out. You know, it's I'll like if you out. wrote a book that had a lot of quotes from a movie. I don't know. Who, I don't think you'd have to pay anybody as long as you're saying what movie it's from. Or we could play the movie and have Joe do it like on an Ice House Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Why would that just, be? Like, do it there's live? no sponsors or anything. Oh, because there's no sponsors. <laughs> Still, I think the person who's doing it, you could you're still you open yourself up because then it could be possibly, yeah, with that, every, if he does the Ice House Chronicles and uh, the people who listen to that also live, listen to his show. So it's basically like his show. You know, there, there's an argument for that, too. That's good. Sure. Yeah. Take down notice. Yeah. Is that what happens? They just give you a take yeah, down notice? Yeah, they're not going to send you the, like, trial. <laughs> but see, the thing is, man, it depends on how the laws get changed. It depends on who's coming in next. It yeah. depends on if Republicans are going to be in office, whether or not they're going to tighten down on this kind of shit, whether or not they're going to promote lawsuits like this, you know, what they're going to make legal and what's not legal. Yeah. Because, you know, people can sue. If they think that they're going to get paid, they're going to sue. It's, suing is a way of generating And then they income. might get paid just so you don't have to pay more. Yeah. Sometimes people pay. I know people that have been sued for things that they never did and they had to pay because they didn't want to deal with any more legal drama. Mm-hmm. It takes time away from them. And so they had to give up like 25 grand or 30 grand for nothing. Like I know a guy who was in an argument with someone. The guy claimed that he hit him. He didn't do anything. And he wound up giving him money just to shut him up. You know, and once you do that, that's the the problem is, you know, then if, what if he has friends and he tells everybody, hey, you know, I fucking, I go to this guy into a, a, an argument and then I said he hit me and I made money off of him. Like there's creepy fucks out there that just try to manipulate the legal system, and make cash. I'm yeah, just like, going to stay inside from now on. Do it, Doug. Do it. Don't be a pussy. And no wheat. Don't be gumming up your fucking insides. Like patent lawyers are kind of like that. Sure. Patent lawyers? Or not patent lawyers, patent trolls. Patent like. Oswalt? Yeah, those those assholes that were going after podcasts. You just called Patton a troll? No, I love that guy. How dare you? When's he coming How dare back? You put words? Or coming He's, I don't know. He's hard to nail down He's these busy, days. Busy fellow. He's busy, very popular. works a lot. Do you watch Justified? No, he was on a like a recurring character on the last season of Justified. How is that? He, it's a great show. It's you know Elmore Leonard, so it's really like you know tough and so but, it's based on an clever. Elmore Leonard no- novel, based on his writings, and he wrote a lot of the episodes. He passed away recently, but uh, he he was really involved in the show, and it's uh, it's I love it. It's one of my favorite uh, shows on TV. What's his most famous novel? Uh, probably because of the movie was the most popular movie based on his novels. Probably Get Shorty. Yes. Yes. Did you ever read that? No, I've never really read any of his books, but the, uh, plenty of things that have been adapted from his books, especially the ones that he has a, a f- finger on, a hand in, mm-hmm. like are, are really good. Like he, you know, his books, I imagine, are like screenplays, you know, and have just lots of clever dialogue and interesting situations and characters. Yeah. We were going over the other day how many different movies Stephen King books have been turned into. Oh. I can't wait to see the new character. Did you, come, oh, did you find crazy. a number? It looks crazy. A no. number of Stephen King books? No, in the it wasn't, in the po- no. wasn't on the podcast. We- Must be f- at least 50. Yeah. There's Must a, be in that range. There's a lot. Plus, there's a bunch of miniseries for TV, including The Shining, mm-hmm. The Langoliers, It. Remember It? Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Yeah, a lot of them, man. Uh, he might be the baddest motherfucker of all time when it comes to fiction. I mean, he really might be. When you stop and think about how good some of his movies were, Thinner... Or how, how good some of his books were. He had some great fucking fiction books. Really fun. The Shining is a fucking fantastic book. 
Yeah, well, that was, great the, that was the funny thing when The Shining, the movie came out. It, lovers of the book were really mad about it. And then The Shining kind of had to take on this life of its own and become like – it's like a separate classic, you know? Because yeah. it's a classic movie and the book is classic, but they they really – you know, there's not – they don't have a lot in common other than a family staying at a hotel over the winter, you know? Yeah, the transformation was much more um, much more slow in the book the transformation of Jack to uh, Jack Nicholson's yeah, character he, to Jack being crazy. Jack Nicholson looks crazy when they're driving up to the place. Yeah. <laughs> when he's going to do his first interview, he's already like, hey, this is great. The way he's talking, <laughs> honey, I just need to do my work and everything will yeah. be fine. There's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of great uh, conspiracy. There's a movie called Room 237, and it's all uh, like shining the movie scholars and Kubrick scholars, or you know, at least so-called. They call themselves that, but they... Um, it's a whole movie of uh, just talking at length about uh, what, all the hidden messages in The Shining. You know, because yeah. like, you know, because you know, people like to say that Stanley Kubrick is the one who directed the fake faked moon landing. Yes, and in the in The Shining, little Danny wears a uh, sweater that has a rocket ship on it that says USA on it. So everybody has jumped to the conclusion that he really did fake the moon landing. Uh, footage, and this was his fun way of uh, poking, uh, admitting, admitting to it. <clears throat> well, there's a as whole... opposed to he's making fun of the fact that people, uh, you know, said that he faked the moon landing, which it could be, or it could just be it's a cute kid in a cute sweater that happens to have a rocket ship on it. There was a bunch of parallels, apparently. It wasn't just that one. Oh yeah, no, there's a ton of stuff, but it gets so deep and yeah. so ridiculous, like patterns in the carpeting, uh-huh, yeah. and uh, like also throughout the movie. When they're moving around from room to room in the hotel, like where they're going in from scene to scene doesn't match up. So sometimes if they go down a hallway that's just a long hallway, sometimes they head off in the same direction and they're just in a kitchen. You know, like it's the the uh. Uh, the, the um, uh, architecture. You know, the way the whole place is laid out is uh, doesn't make sense. But that you could say that probably in a lot of movies because just the way movies are shot yeah you know like we'll use one side of the room for one scene then we'll pretend the other side of the room is somewhere else or whatever so it gets so deep but it's called room 237 and also you never see any of the people talking about these theories the the entire movie is just clips from the shining and then clips from other movies that kind of reenact the things he's uh they're describing yeah, there's another one that I, I watched um, by a guy named Jay Weedner. It's called Kubrick's Odyssey, uh, Secrets Hidden in the Films of Stanley Kubrick, Part 1, Kubrick and Apollo. And it's all about those connections between yeah, yeah. the Apollo moon landings and Kubrick's films. And he even has uh, an, a, some sort of a claim that the method that Kubrick used was the same method that he used on 2001, something called front screen projection, Yeah, some some type of something along those lines. And uh, he uh, claims that they used it to uh, film certain scenes in the moon landings that he could prove it. This guy was, uh, he's, he's a, these guys that go like way out like that, like and have like, and there was a 230 stairs that Jack walked up and he moved over to yeah, room yeah. 236, which is exactly the distance between the earth and the moon in hundreds of thousands of miles. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. they come up with some really good ones. Yeah, like there's a poster for ski, skiing, you know, like uh, advertising skiing on the wall, but they yeah. say that the skier and the shape of it looks like a minotaur. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, and they also say, you know, and why would there be a poster for skiing if the resort is closed every winter because there's too much snow there and they don't the visitors can't get in and out <laughs> so stupid. And it's like yeah but they just stanley kubrick just put a dumb poster on the wall you yeah. know like it's that 
you know, an art director on the set, you know, anybody on the set, just put that poster there because it was an ugly blank wall or something. Exactly. It's like they think they think way too hard about every little choice. Not only that, the distance between the Earth and the Moon varies. It moves around a little bit. You know, <laughs> it doesn't stay at two, three, six. I think it goes farther. And I'm pretty sure the distance between the Earth and the Moon varies. Let's look at that distance. Do you, uh, are you going to see that Carrie remake? Yeah. Yeah, he was just awesome. saying that he, they, it looks great. It, to me, it, it's a, a little bit of sacrilege. I love the oh, girl in you? it, though. The girl in <laughs> it? it doesn't, the they're not editing girl. the original one. Yeah, no, the no. Girls Carrie. No, That's it's awesome. going to be more straightforward than the original. The original is such a unique movie. It's got so many weird diplomaisms in it. And, wow. Um, and this new one's just going to be, I think it's just going to be a straightforward telling of the, you know, the exact same story. Oh, so it's just... The the same movie, yeah, but without you know without De Palma's wacky you know the marketing for it is fucking awesome. You see that video that they uh, viral video that they released that's going out right now. It's crazy. When they, yeah. they took a coffee shop and they set it up with uh, they pretty much built the whole thing and they had like this track running up the side of this wall so this guy can get thrown up and like pushed up. And like they have remote control tables, and so what they did is they they did all this shit, and then when co- people were coming in to get coffee, uh, they just started fucking with people. This was Carrie did this the movie, the movie Carrie? Carrie, yeah. That's so smart, man. yeah. And it's really good. Like this is probably one of the best pranks in a while. Like those are all actors around oh here. Oh my god! That sucks. I'm sorry. You just ruined all of my stuff. No, she's an actress. Clear it up, it'll be fine. Fine, there's coffee inside of my computer. You know what? Just get away from me. Just get away from me. Get out of my way. See, I would have built the set with more of those wooden things. Look at these people freaking out. Get away from me. Okay, uh, automatically I would start laughing. Yeah. When you start laughing, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, see that wooden thing that he flies on? It's got a big line on it. Yeah, see, I would have down. four or five more of those, because right now it just looks like he's on a track, you know? It looks like one of those carnival things you hit and then you try to ring the bell. Right. But that's how you feel, Brian. But well, that guy is but this genuinely is what would, terrible. This would be crazy. I like that. the way the table's all spread out. Yeah. It's like the scariest part, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like that woman's recording, and she's like, What the fuck? Yeah, some of them record anything <laughs> these days. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, book. Um, the book is amazing, and it was the big hit for, for Stephen King. The book was the book that got him out of poverty, and uh, it's interesting because he had thrown it out. Uh, he had written some and thrown it out, and he decided like he didn't know what it was like to go to the prom. He didn't know whether or not the girls would do that, and the guy would go to the prom with her. He didn't understand the emotions behind it, like yeah. coming from a, as a woman. And so he was going to toss it, and then his wife pulled it out of the trash, like he was out of the house. And she started reading it, and then she said, "Stick with this." Wow, that's good, that's where that movie, good wife. That's where that book came. Oh, yeah. Probably his first wife. Well, he's still with his first wife. Oh, okay. The distance varies from the Earth to the moon by 43,592 kilometers. So, yeah, it varies a lot. <laughs> 43,000 kilometers. That's like 20-something thousand miles. It's a lot of fucking miles, dog. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. Stephen King hasn't had as many adaptations as that. But now what's Brian two hundred and So that, that number, 236 or 237, the distance to the Earth to the moon. What? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? That's 26,700 miles. Boom. There we go. 
Thanks. What Jared. is it like? Uh, one mile, I think, is two point two or two point two kilometers is one mile. So hundred kilometers is sixty two miles an hour. I think. I think that goes because they do that like zero to sixties with um, European cars. You know, when they tell you tell you the performance numbers, they do, they break it down to kilometers and kilometers per hour per second. The um, whoa. Is that too much for you, Doug Benson? Did I blow a fuse? <laughs> I think his seven bottles of weed might be. I'm still thinking about. I'm thinking about the new version of Carrie and how I don't. You don't want it. I. Uh, you don't. You I don't hate. Think I hate being with. against it. To be honest with you, because I I like the idea of it, but it's just like to me, it's just gonna be. I guess I should look at it like a play where you like the play and then you you can see more than – like I've seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf a couple of times with different casts and it's like different people emerge as the strongest characters and you know that you see different things in the writing because of different performances. But it just seems like Julianne Moore and that girl, Chloe Moretz, are just sort of forced to kind of go through the motions of being like the two people in the first movie. Yeah, you because know? it was so big. She's just a religious zealot who's yelling at her all the time and eventually the daughter – starts getting some cutlery out and making it fly across the room and yeah it's kind of different than like king kong when they redo king kong they have to have the fey ray character and well, that's the original carry yeah I but he like de palma had tons of like split screens and like uh you know lots of uh wacky stuff that he used to do all the time yeah and so it's got a really unique and then sissy spacek this girl in the new one is like she's an outcast. She's gorgeous. Like she's a cute girl, and like you know yeah. how messed up is she that she you know? Uh, I assume she has the same incident in the beginning of the movie where she gets her period in front of everybody. Well, they I hope so. They don't have <laughs> they don't have uh, sissy spacek type actresses anymore. I mean, what actresses? Right, that's what I. That's what somebody said to me. They're like, "Do you think sissy spacek's ugly?" And I said, "No, she's not ugly, but she's ugly enough." That when in these early scenes, it's believable. And then when greatest, she's at the prom, she actually looks pretty. Greatest American hero. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, William Catt. That guy was the first guy that I ever met uh, that was famous when I was in L.A. He was in front of me at Starbucks and he had a gut. Was no he nice? Way. I was like, wow. Was he nice well, I didn't really did meet you, him. I shouldn't say meet you, him. I first one you first sighting. Uh, my first sighting. Yeah. See, look at they go to the split screen. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the split screen shit. Yeah. yeah. And it was... Uh, Look at that oh, crazy hose, hose thing. People getting hosed. I don't know if that's going to happen in this new one. <laughs> Back then, it's that was weird, cool special effects. Weird fucking movie, man. Weird, yeah. weird movie. No, really he made weird. a really kind of artsy fartsy movie out of a you know out of just basically a yeah. straightforward uh, book. You know. Um, wow, I forgot Travolta was in it. Yeah, the, it was a good fucking movie, man. I mean, especially for the time. For yeah. the p- time, it was amazing. And it was a big hit. It was and it's so like, unique. And it's a, a, a reference point, you know, like, don't take care to the prom, you know, like, pig's blood being dumped on you. Mm-hmm. Like, people make references to it, to, you know, to this day, even though the original movie doesn't yeah. doesn't get a lot of play. No, that's true, yeah. When when you talk about a girl going crazy in Psycho, she'll, she'll go carry yeah, on you. don't go carry, yeah. And uh, The book's incredible, though. It's really good. Yeah, I, I was I was super into Stephen King. I wrote a letter to Stephen King about how much I didn't like Kubrick's The Shining, and he wrote back. <laughs> Are uh, you serious? Like, like typed on a postcard. Like he would just sit and type back wow. letters to fans, and he wrote back. Do you still have that? A very yeah. He wrote a very diplomatic response, which is just like you know I don't I don't control what happens to my books when they're made into movies, but he was 
it was well known that at the time that came out, he thought he hated it. Like he was angry about it. Yeah. Well, that's why they did that remake where they did it on television. They did it much truer to the book. Yeah, and then still not a very good movie just because of other choices that were made. Like the the kid they got to play the kid was an annoying kid actor, you know, and and so he wasn't uh, an engaging central character. Did you like the guy from Wings? Steven Weber? Yeah. Yeah, he was all right, I guess. But I just – I haven't liked a single – made for tv stephen king from beginning to end there's the parts it? that are good like it like the pennywise looked cool yeah was really scary looking but yeah. i thought the movie was too yeah, silly sure. well it's also the, you're trying to make a movie out of a book but instead you're making like this mini series thing yeah. which takes many many hours we to can watch drag it out and a lot of times they lose the 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 dynamic energy of a movie you know if you're sitting mm-hmm. and watching a movie Movies have beginnings, middles, and ends, and you you take them all in one chunk. Books, you let it sort of unravel in your day. You know, you read when you can, you come back to it, you get right back into it, and it's fine. Yeah, people usually don't watch movie, movies one chapter at a time. Yeah, so when you're <laughs> watching an hour a week or an hour a day for three days or whatever, however the fuck they did it, where they had it as a miniseries, it just doesn't work that good. Yeah, like I didn't think the Stand miniseries was terribly good. <clears throat> I didn't see that. Who was in that? Um, I think the main guy was played by uh, Jamie Sheridan. Brian, don't show this because I want to see that movie. I don't want. I hate right. watching trailers, trailers. Are the worst these days. The worst. Like if I'm really excited about a movie, I'll just not. But I'll just avoid the trailer. You're right. The reason I was watching it because I'm so in love with that that girl in that movie. She's just beautiful chick. So I don't buy that at all. The plainness and like the yeah. Like, I mean, the they, they have to change it to yeah. that everybody hates her because she's better than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's so <laughs> right. stupid. But oh, that's what I was going to say about uh, when somebody said you don't think Sissy Spacek's Spacek's beautiful. It's like, well, no, she's not ugly, but she also was not on a Cosmopolitan Teen when Carrie came out. Right. She was an actress who was chosen because yeah. she could could seem like a religious nut outcast. Yeah, well, she's very pale. Her eyebrows are this girl. Strange. This girl now is the girl of the moment. So they're just well, she's got to play Carrie because she's she, you know we want we only want to bet on horses that are going to win, and she's she's a good actress that people like. But the problem is, I don't think that works. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that she can't pull it off and maybe she does it awesome, but I don't think people go to see movies because of the fucking stars in it. You know, I don't think people went to see Avatar because of that Australian dude. Nobody knows who that guy is. Oh, absolutely. They know that he works, but they went to see Avatar because it was Avatar, because it was a badass movie. But stars can push something over the hump, you know, like 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 the heat we were talking about earlier. If that wasn't Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, it, it, could, it could easily just not be a thing. Right. So know? if it sucks... It's okay to have a, <laughs> well, a big name actor. That's what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying that they the unfortunate system uh, needs insurance policies all the time. So they only want to work with the people that have already made a lot of money. But all those people were in a surprise hit at some point, And that's why they are now right. bankable stars. You know, like when they hired Sandra Bullock for Speed, they, you know, that was probably they were just looking for a young actress who could, you know, fill the role because they already had a star in Keanu Reeves. And then she busted out and it's, you know, been a huge thing ever since. Are you discounting the chemistry that they had? <laughs> the chemistry that they shared? Um, she's, I, I mean, I thought she was adorable in Speed and I've I saw these, been uh, waiting for her to make a good movie until Gravity. It finally happened. So these images of Keanu Reeves, poor guys, apparently gained weight. And so like, no, people are uh, taking photos of him. Like Keanu Reeves fat. No, I just saw him a couple it? weeks ago. He so looked it's great. Not true. Maybe there's a fake fat Keanu Reeves. He's got this movie, Man of Tai Chi, that he directed, where he also see, maybe he also plays guy. the villain in it. Oh, it's a fake guy. Oh, <laughs> fake fat Keanu. 
fake. It does look like him. Though. Fat and old on Suicide Watch. Did Keanu Reeves get fat? Did, so is it him or not? Whoa. Um, well, look, hmm. This is weird. Keanu Reeves is forty-eight. Dude is allowed to get paunchy in his middle age, which looks like he's happily doing. Judging from these photos at Cannes. Maybe he had his shirt off and he's a little Listen to this chunkier than normal. <laughs> no, he doesn't have his shirt off. Look what at that. the fuck? That's for a role or something. There's you no think? way he looked like that. It can Someone's in May in of this love. year. Yeah. No Some, way. Someone's in love with Keanu Reeves. We just outed you, buddy. Google ah. Keanu Reeves at Fantastic Fest. He was there in front of me doing a Q&A and that's not what he looked like. So you think it's photoshopped? It's either or he played a fat guy in something and people got pictures of it. At what fest? Remember the time Matthew McConaughey went nuts on the beach with some palm fronds and was running around and it was on TMZ and stuff that he was whacked out of his mind running around on the beach? No. That was – he was shooting a film and it was a scene in the film where he did that and people just put it out there like – So they did it as My other great example stuff. is when um, – see, look at him. Okay, so how long ago is this? <laughs> this is a month ago or so two weeks ago. Maybe he just went gangster in the last two weeks and got fat as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it looks thin and healthy. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. So what is that other one? Is that is that really, maybe that's not even him? I think that's not. Really it might him. be a guy that looks like him that's fat. Yeah, I'm looking at. Let's look at images. it again. Yeah, because it really is. It really does thick. look like him. It does. It he, looks he probably like just him. got fat for a couple of months. Yeah, but that's hard to do to chop off that weight that quick. There's a lot of weight. Like his neck. I mean, is, there's a lot of fighting in his movies. He's got so. Keanu cocaine. He looks different though. Like his nose looks bigger in the fat one. Is that because his nose got fat? I think it's easy. He was either acting as a fat guy. Hmm. Because you saw the pictures of McConaughey as the AIDS dude, right? Well, that was when he he decided to lose a shitload of weight. Right? It's insane. Yeah, that's it's, scary. It's like life threatening. How well, how thin he got. Well, you should never do that. Those guys who do that for roles, they're crazy. I know, uh, what's his face? Batman. What the fuck's his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Christian the, Bale the Machinist. The Machinist. It was uh, incredible. That might be one of the scariest transformations I've ever seen a person make ever. Because he was on Death's Door. Like, pull, pull images up of that, Brian. Or it's, if they have a video of Christian Bale and The Machinist. I've ne- I mean, I think, uh, it was a big deal when Rob De Niro. McConaughey's is just as bad, I think. No, I don't think so. It's pretty bad. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought this guy was the worst I've ever seen. McConaughey, he looks like a like a like his neck is so thin and his head's kind of normal McConaughey size and it just looks so weird. Do you remember when uh, Robert De Niro did it for Raging Bull? He gained all that weight mm-hmm. to play Jake LaMotta as an older man, and everybody was like, "This is incredible! How did he do that? Look at that! See if you can find video of it, though." God damn! Because the video is even more terrifying because you see him walking around. You're like, Jesus Christ! Like that's it's like Jack really, Skellington. Well, that's really him. That really is Batman. Yeah. Why no, he's, I never remember that guy's name. And I Christian like him. Bale. He's I like him. super transformative, that guy. He was amazing in The Fighter. Yes. And he's got looks like he's got a crazy haircut in this new one, um, American Hustle. Mm. He's got the weird yes. 70s comb-over thing yes. going on. Yes. He was great in The Fighter. He played um, Mickey Ward's cousin, Dickie Eklund, the famous boxer from uh, Boston. Insanely aggravating personality. Like, that movie's really... It's great, but it's also like, you know... Almost every scene he is, he's in is just an awkward, yeah, horrible. <laughs> well, like, D- Dick Yacklin was a crackhead. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. on that HBO series about uh, crack in Lynn, you know, Lynn, Massachusetts, or uh, was it Lynn Lowell? Lowell, uh, Massachusetts yeah. was uh, an area was really bad. The, the, the crack hit Lowell super bad in the eighties. 
What this are we is looking it. at? This now? is the video of him and the machinist. Oh. So you see him uh, where he's walking around. Like it's how many days in a row he hasn't slept. It's like, and then to go to all that trouble for something that's not even a particularly good movie. Well, I think he tried to make it good, but sure. You know how the fuck can you even tell what's going on around you when you're that skinny? Yeah. I mean that dude literally died. He got down to about a few days of no food from death. Yeah, I think Christian was that Lawrence Fishburne. Did he eat yeah. all of his food? How dare you, Christian? <laughs> Christian Bale gained 109 pounds for Batman Begins after losing 63 pounds for The Machinist. Bill went from 121 pounds to 230 pounds in six months. Oh, my God. He was 121 pounds when he did this movie? Yeah. That's insane. So by the time the filming began, Christian Bale had dropped 190 pounds. Oh, my God. Dropped? Oh, you mean back and forth? Or No, he had been moved 190 yeah. pounds. He yeah. hadn't dropped 190 pounds, right? No, he had dropped to 190 pounds. Oh, I'm sorry. 100. What? It says, you probably heard that Christian Bale gained 109 pounds for Batman Begins, meaning he buffed up for Batman Begins. Yes. After losing 63 pounds for the mach- machinist. So, yeah, it's a swing of 190 from his lowest to his, yeah. to his full Batman weight. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense, because that would mean that he's like 300 fucking pounds. He was never that big. He was... Uh, well, 190 and 63 and is like 250. Yeah, he wouldn't be that much. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, I don't get that. That doesn't that make any sense. Stop reading that source. Yeah, that, whatever that is. That doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Can you pull up? Uh, it's a scary movie. Matthew though. McConaughey. It's, the movie's called Dallas something. It's not Magic Mike. No. <laughs> I've told this Mike. story before, but I saw. Oh, this reminds me. I saw that movie with my mother. Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But in San Diego, that time we were in San Diego for uh, Comic Con. And I just saw the first cut of the movie we were making, Chronicon, and both of you guys are really funny in it. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when we were in the green room and the guy that runs the club said, hey, can you meet one of the investors? And you're like, okay. And this guy comes in and he's holding like – he at one point he's holding a bottle of champagne uh-huh. and then he just lets it go. And it drops on this? the floor and crashes everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then you're standing right next to him in the movie going, yeah, normally when you let go of a bottle like that, it just floats in the air. <laughs> But there was lots of good stuff because Brian, Brian was hitting on some girls out on the street in San Diego late at night. And you were like, uh, you did this whole rant about uh, when they're barefoot, they're at their most vulnerable. Because, <laughs> Can't run away. Because if they, yeah. And also because if they're willing to walk around in glass and piss and everything yeah. that's on the ground, they're like, you know, there's no rules anymore. You show these girls? You, show, you see girls, but their faces their are blurred. Faces. Yeah, okay. but there's okay. one that looks like she's taking a shit in the middle of the street, and that's what gets Brian's attention. He's like, "Oh, I'll go talk to her," and then you start talking about girls holding their shoes; they're vulnerable. Well, there were so many <laughs> drunk girls. Comic Con people got so drunk. Oh, downtown San Diego is like that every weekend. What is the deal with San Diego? Why is it so wild? It's just Sixth Street. It's just that one street. It's like same thing with there's Sixth Street in Austin, uh-huh. or you know everywhere it's got a street or a neighborhood where there's just so many bars in one spot. It's and also you can walk around. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the you know the, uh, the herds of people moving around and then getting too drunk and then next thing you know fists are being thrown. Yeah, I've seen that more in that area than in, I think anywhere else in Southern Because that show California. Real World, the MTV show, yeah. when they have the kids in downtown San Diego and in downtown Austin and a few other places, the, the, the 
everybody's so drunk and there's cameras following these kids around and the show hasn't started airing yet so somebody's going to get jealous and angry that these people are on TV right. and th- start throwing fists they're, they're, people on the real world would get arrested in the San Diego and Austin editions like there were kind of regular arrests of cast members because they get too drunk and get in trouble in those in those uh, party neighborhoods. Yeah, I can imagine it. I don't, you know, you can, whenever you get people drinking together in big groups, you're going to see a fight. Yeah. You're going to see something, an in argument. In the Austin version, there was this one kid who, like, got hit in the face hard, like, by a guy, like, you know, he couldn't even see it coming. The guy just, and the guy's face is blurred. Oh, I think they eventually found him and, and, and tried him, but, like, on the TV show, it looks like he just, some guy got away with it because he didn't stick around to sign a release, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But those girls in the Chronicon will be blurred, and it's also not, the movie's not going to come out for a while. That's, you, he just showed a picture of You Matthew found it. Yeah, look at that. That's nothing. Wait, that's wait, not look that at bad. it. That's oh, not as you, bad you, as Christian Bale, gotta, man. That's not... Nah, that's not as bad as Christian Bale. <laughs> and then it shows him in the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> that's hilarious. This is just TMZ's... Greatest hits of McConaughey. <laughs> Brian what are they, Callen, what are they doing? Do not get Brian Callen started on Matthew McConaughey because he will go into this whole uh, rant about acting and being authentic. And like he, he gets like he's not a McConaughey fan. So he gets McConaughey's been killing it lately, though. Democrat. McConaughey's been I love him. very like versatile lately. Super strong opinions on actors. <laughs> it's like, okay. What's, yeah, what's really going on here? It gets yeah. It gets, How many of those parts would have you liked to have done? Yeah, when one person says, "I like so and so in that movie," oh, she was terrible in that. Okay, well, we both just said a bunch of words. Let's go find something to really do. Well, it's also <laughs> Brian does a lot of acting, so he like judges right. acting. He, so you get he like, likes it. Yeah. See, I looked at act. I look at acting completely as an outsider. So I, I see like. Even if I don't like the type of movie he's in, he definitely could act. Like, how could you say that guy can't act? Did you see Contact? He's fucking yeah. great in that movie. He's in yeah. great. No, what was that movie where he played like a killer? Killer Joe? Was that what it was called? That movie's intense with the Wasn't chicken it? wing. Do you see that? There was a, a couple movies like that. There was another one where he He played, did a freaking movie, Killer Joe, like, where he's like, he's a hired killer, but he, he does this thing to Gina Gershon with a chicken wing that's really graphic. When was this? Pretty recently. I saw it- It's uh, got f- three and a half stars. South by Southwest last year. Oh, it's a 2011 movie. It's yeah. a recent movie. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. No. You it should was, check it out. It's really- Is it out? Crazy. You can, you know, you can get it on iTunes or, or some yeah, shit. Oh, iTunes, okay. sure. Killer Joe, I'll check that out tonight. There was a, um, there was another movie though. What's it called? Stricken or something like that. God damn it, Matthew McConaughey serial killer. Let's. There was a, one in the past where he played some really fucking. How do you spell his name? <laughs> McConaughey. That's, That's so a tough complicated. One. Yeah, it's a tough one. McConaughey serial killer. Serial killer. McConaughey. Yeah. A handsome bastard he is. All right, let's see. Frailty. Yeah, frailty. Oh, okay. 2001. That was crazy, man. Bill Paxton, and I don't, I haven't seen it in long. It's got 7.2 out of 10 on, on Rotten Tomatoes. You, have, you, have you heard of the movie Bernie? Bernie, what's that? It's Jack Black plays Bernie, and uh, McConaughey plays like a local uh, police uh, detective. How do you spell it? B E R N? Uh, that's a good movie. Bernie, yeah, B-E-R-N-I-E. And it, but it takes place in Austin, and it's based on a true story. So the, the movie is filled with people that were really involved in the story and knew the real guy uh, as themselves. 
Yeah, it's cool. And it's, it's, like really, it's really well mix. done. It's Richard Linklater, the guy who did Days and Confused. Damn, and- B- Doug Benson coming with the strong recommendations. <laughs> I got like two movies to watch now. Killer They're Joe. They're both really interesting, but you know, they may not be your uh, you know, cup of tea. But I like a lot of different kinds of tea. Yeah. No, um, I know that about you for sure, that you like... Uh, Whenever I see you raving about a movie, I, I always find it interesting because I know you don't you don't see a lot of them. Yeah, and and then also don't probably love a lot of them once you do. So when you rave about something, it's very oh, it's very passionate. I heard young Kevin and Bean talking shit about Riddick. <laughs> they were talking about me seeing Riddick. It was so bad. I, yeah, I didn't even see the whole thing. I just saw a section of it and went, "Oh, this is just not for me." But uh, well, I enjoyed Pitch Black. I thought Pitch Black was really cool. Well, that's what I immediately said to Kevin and Bean as I defended the that it was that that movie wasn't bad. And then it was good. And then the Chron- Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick was you know ridiculous. And then. Then the last one, it was like they were trying to go back to Pitch Black, but now yeah. they're kind of stuck because they've got the budget of a bigger movie, so they couldn't. They didn't really force themselves to be uh, terribly inventive. It's weird how much he's he's alone so much. Like this year is the weirdest year in that Tom Cruise, Will Smith Jr., uh, that guy. And there's a four. Oh, and then of course Sandra Bullock. Like all these movies where big stars are just sort of like alone, alone in a space or in a futuristic planet, and They've all, you know, until gravity, they've all just failed. You know, yeah, they're all doing, that? they're all doing terribly. So it's like one of these, the star egos, like, I don't, there doesn't need to be anybody else in this movie. But that's different because at least <laughs> in those, in, in all these movies that have come out, whether it's a Tom Cruise movie or the Will Smith movie, it's some dystopian future. Yeah. But this is more a current event and, and, and the reality of space junk, you yeah. know, entering into. No, I think gravity came from a better, I don't think Sandra Bullock was like, I need a star vehicle where it's just me, but, and. You know, and I don't think Tom Hanks did that about Captain Phillips, but it's still it's an interesting ego thing that any actor thinks that them alone is worth people to just watch an entire movie. Well, that's the other movie we talked about earlier. Um, Sam, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Moon. Moon. Sam. But that movie is done from a you know a real uh, place of uh, artistry, you know, and it was such a interesting premise. Yes. Yeah, that was an interesting. It premise. wasn't like you know him just. I'll just. It's not show off here trying to be a movie. You know, the script came before the actor. I'm sure. But yeah. Like, Tom Cruise a developed Oblivion. Like it'll just be me running around on this planet. He did. <laughs> I'm you sure know? he did. Yeah. You know, he's he's. Uh, I think that guy works really really hard. Like I admire how hard he works to make the silly movies that we get to see. Would you let him fuck you? You know, twice a year. No. Sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Is there a, is there somebody that you would is there a dude you would let fuck you just because you admire him so much? Not anymore. What happened? Fool <laughs> 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 um, me once, shame on you. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't think I, I would just be like, can't we just uh, exactly. get some drinks? So wow. I'm talking have about a, have a smoke. Matt Flavors in a Twitter war right now with who? Do you know a guy named Philly Prince? No, Philly Prince one on uh, Twitter. He's a former odds maker, head, I don't know, ESPN host, Fox radio host. What's but he getting mad at Joey for? I, I don't know, but it's his whole page is just going off on him. Like, Well, hey. maybe so that a guy like you will mention it. <laughs> well, yeah, good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he's like going off on him saying like he got fucked in the ass in prison and doing all this Who shit cares, back in the sky. If Joey wants to talk about it, let's have Joey talk about it. Yeah. Don't give any guy like that any kind of attention. When something like that comes up, that's someone who's trolling. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get attention from a guy who's got a lot of attention. And what you do, you just gave him attention. 
Fuck yeah, that, it's hard to. I mean, in this case, Brian could have not done that. But in sometimes it's like when it's at you, especially. You know, when someone says something really mean or stupid to me, like sometimes I'll retweet it or something. Yeah. And uh, because I just I get a real charge out of uh, the horrible things that all that some of my fans will then say to that person. <laughs> you know, and it's fun to see that all the people defending me. But at the same time, it, you know, people write to me and say, you shouldn't feed the trolls. You know, you shouldn't. You're just giving them the attention they want. It's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think ignoring it sometimes makes them go on to seek more of more of that attention you know this was not even yeah but this doesn't even have to do with us you but know, it's like joey wants to talk about it let joey talk about it but if i want to talk yeah, about yeah. joey i want to talk about how great he is but it was funny earlier when you met when we were talking about having the pit bull on the on the plane is it's like you were kind of shrugged your shoulders like well i guess you know a guy really likes his dog or whatever and my feeling is is i would hate to sit next to him of course but it's such a lottery that when wait when are we going to sit next to him so let the guy have his dog you know like we're not going to have to put up with it yeah but that's one guy the problem yeah. is other people see that and they want to do it. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you can have dogs on planes. One of them is that people are fucking allergic to dogs. Yeah. Some people are deathly allergic to dogs. Some people, their eyes swell up shut. Second of all, it's not sanitary. Your dog's got a wide open ass. There's no diaper on it. It's not clean. They fart like crazy. They don't give a shit whether or not people are right next to them. If they have to pee, what are you going to do? It's stupid. It's a dumb thing. If you're going to travel with your fucking dog, your dog should be in the <sighs> luggage compartment like everybody else's dog. That's how it's supposed to be. It's but not if, a person. But if you're on with somebody that does have their dog, because it's happened, right? Yeah, I've been next you, to people that had a dog. Do you, talk, do you say all that to them, or do you just go, I love well, dogs. Do I you love just dogs. go, I'm never going to have to sit next to this person again, so what difference does it make? Yes, but no. In the current... St- the current climate, you don't, you know, most likely you're not going to have to deal with that. But doesn't but it make you, you feel like Larry David, though, when you see something like that? And, like, on his show, he would consistently call people out on stuff, and it would just lead to these horrible arguments and these horrible interactions. Like, don't you feel like, you, you know, you just can't police everything? Yes, you can't police everything. But I was at the fucking bookstore, and this lady oh, I love had this. A, a, a giant dog. It's like a fucking Great Dane. And I'm, I'm reading a magazine, and I feel a dog's nose touch my hand. And I look over... And there's a fucking Great Dane. And I go, whoa. And she goes, don't worry, he's friendly. And I go, why is he here? (laughs) And she goes, he's a service dog. I go, service dog? What is he servicing? I go, what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm at a fucking bookstore. This is a 180-pound dog. Dog's enormous. And it's licking my hand. Like, this lady, she's not in control of it. And I love dogs. But that's not cool. You should have a fucking animal in you can't totally control inside a bookstore it's, it's, what'd she say to the service question she didn't answer me yeah because there is no answer there's she no just, answer. she went and filed the paperwork and got it anyway even though we've already discussed this on the podcast ad nauseum uh <laughs> unfortunately but anybody can get one emotional right? support dogs yeah they're trying to change that law they're trying to change it because people have abused the shit out of it yeah it's weird, man. People are fucking weird. It's it's weird that anybody would think that that's okay to do. There's a lady that goes to my restaurant, uh, a restaurant that I go to uh, near my house, and she brings her dog in all the time. She's a famous lady. She's a movie star. She comes in with this fucking dog, and this dog has this wide open ass just sitting there rubbing on the ground where people drop their forks and you know drop your cell phone, pick it up, get dog shit on your hand. Even if it's microscopic amounts, it's disgusting. This stupid fucking thing is farting in there and licking its own dick. It's ridiculous. The, the idea that you should be allowed to bring your fucking dog into a restaurant, it shit's ridiculous. If, unless you're alone by yourself and you're blind, fuck you. <laughs> All right? Come in because it's an emotional support dog. That's nonsense. 
Yeah, that's a good one. That's really uh, that's figuring out a way to rig the system. Well, they hacked the American Disabilities Act. That's what they did. They 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 cut into the fucking the the laws that are in place to help people, and they realized that there's a little loophole here, and we could fucking bring our dogs everywhere now. Twats. Yeah, they bring their poop hole through the loophole. Fucking twats. Anything good to say before we end? Can't end negative like that, Doug. Benson. Oh yeah, let's get real positive. Has it been three hours already? Sweetie, it's over. God damn. It's over. It goes so fast. It does. It's because you're awesome. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> you're good at this. <laughs> I listened to the a other podcast shows drag. <laughs> that you and I did a long time ago, man. I just listened to like it was in the 100s. I was uh, looking for podcasts on my i got to talk to you about something. Remind me. Okay. After this is over. I can't talk about it on the air, but i got to talk. Okay. Podcast related. Remind me. Podcast okay. related. Um, but sorry. I, was, I started listening to um, some just different people's podcasts. I was just going over the podcast app on my phone. And then I found one of you and I from, and, and Brian from like fucking three or four years ago. It was like three years ago when we were first starting out. And I was like, wow, let me listen to this. I didn't remember half the shit we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about things in the news that were like a big deal. that I don't remember them at all. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird when you go over old podcasts. Yeah, We've done also, so you've had so many. many of these long conversations. Like if we had to go through and recap what we talked about today, we probably you know would only come up. We'd miss some things, you know. Well, it's hilarious when people come up to me and they go, "Dude, what was that story that you talked about in the podcast <laughs> yeah. about?" There was like a Russian guy and he got in trouble. I'm like, "Shit, yeah, Dude, your guess is as good as mine." Four hundred fucking down podcasts, more. son. Which which part of Russia? Yeah, Jesus, Louises. <laughs> There's also a lot of parts where I don't even remember if he, this person had been a guest on one of the podcasts I've mm-hmm. done before. So I go up to him. I'm like, shit, how do I know this person? Was this person on the podcast? So I'm like Googling the person's name and death squad just to see if they come up. Right. Sure enough, most of the time it's like, oh, yeah, he was a, a member on Pointless or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's Well, we went over that number, too. There's that Dunbar's number. You can only keep 150 sort of friendships in your head. After really? you get over 150, you're just like, it's like, there's no room. There's no hard drive space. Your hard drive is filled up. And so you. So those are the names you forget, even though they're people you like and yeah. would be happy to know their name. They, yeah, you they walk up and you're just like, I don't have any fucking idea. What you should do, Doug Benson, is go to lumosity.com yes! and learn how do to Do they enhance... have like a name game you can play? They have a motherfucking memory enhancement situation type deal where they hook you up with games. And if you use, well, you tell them that uh, Joe Rogan sent you. It will benefit the podcast, allegedly. They're a good sponsor, though. <laughs> we like what they do. I, I, I play the games myself. It's fun. I think it's important to work your brain. And uh, besides uh, doing podcasts and talking about things and doing stand-up and writing and things like that, I like, I like to use my brain a bunch of different ways. I like to play certain games. I think uh, the, the games they have on Lumosity have a real benefit. Tell them that uh, Joe Rogan sent you, you freaks. Um, and also thanks to Squarespace.com. If you uh, use the code word Joe and the number 10 all together, one word, Joe 10, you'll save 10% of your first purchase on new accounts. Uh, includes monthly and annual plans, squarespace.com. We're also brought to you by onnit.com. O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. We'll be back at least one more time this week, possibly twice. I'm working on some shit. Son, I got irons in the fire. Keep it moving. But uh, I want to thank everybody that came out to the Ontario Improv this past weekend. I had a goddamn fantastic fucking time. Oh, shit. Time. I'm going to be there uh, October 16th. Exactly. Ah. And I saw they had a promo for Doug Benson. Um, <laughs> I've been... I, told, I asked them specifically to play. I don't like the whole clips before show 
shows of other comedians thing. I just think it's just, uh, you know, there's usually not any real connection there. Here's another person that tells jokes that you should come pay a lot of money to see. So I'm kind of against that whole thing. Uh, But uh, knowing that you were there last weekend, I was like, made sure that they were playing my clip (laughs) because I know that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Joe Rogan fans are... uh, Nothing if not dedicated. They love you, Doug Benson. <laughs> yeah, and they I, love, I love that they come to my shows. They love Joey Diaz, too, and oh, Joey Diaz is performing there soon, can't too. can't love him. And for him, they're playing the podcast where he goes off on ranch dressing. So the, the whole <laughs> blue cheese with wings or go fuck your mother, that rant is the, what they play at the beginning. when they have, Instead of his stand-up, they just play him going off That's, on the they podcast. They should do more of that, I Smart. think. That's a smart move. That's you know, that would have been lost if I didn't bring it up, because he told me that in private once. Like, I heard the original <laughs> one where we were just at, like, like Hooters or something, and he's just like, ah, fucking ranch dressing. Like, and he went off, and I was like, holy shit, ranch dressing. It might have been lost, <laughs> but it might have come back again, because someone offered him ranch again the other day. Oh, really? We were hanging out again, <laughs> and some guy offered him ranch. Would you like ranch with your wings? Like, a joke. Like, he thought it was a joke. I wonder if he gets that now. Like, people that know who he is. Just oh, I'm sure. Ranch with yeah, they this... want to hear the rant in person. Right, I do well, not wow. think this particular gentleman was was trolling I think he was really just offering him ranch with wings he's like what, what do you got with your wings and the guy was like well I can get you some ranch sir like he's pretty, pretty serious he goes fucking ranch I don't want no fucking ranch and he just he was very mild about it he wasn't a, a rude guy I hate Asian pussy I, I, I have October what? well you say what you hate and then they, people just start giving it to you never mind <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, can I say that October 31st, I'm going to be in uh, San Diego, uh, Death Squad Halloween show with Sam Tripoli and Tony Hinchcliffe and a bunch of surprise guests. Tell the name of the club. Oh, AmericanComedyCo.com. <laughs> Christ. American I'm going to be there too in November, I think, like the night before Thanksgiving. Beautiful. Um, next thing I got <laughs> Those are the only up. plugs I'm going to do are ones that are the same place you guys have been. October 18th, I'm in Houston at the Bayou Music Center with uh, beautiful Tom Segura. Uh, and then I'll be there no- in November at Houston. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Hey, can you give me that driver's name uh, info? The, do you still use the same driver in Houston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's great. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's it. This fucking show's over. Oh, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the Irvine Improv. Um, I'm, oh, I'll, I'll be there in December. I've been doing a lot of clubs lately, man. I've been uh, doing like weekends at clubs. I kind of stopped doing that for a yeah, while. Yeah, you're playing these. They got a lot of these kind of like big clubs that are practically like playing a theater. Yeah, but I really uh, like the size of the Irvine Improv or the Ontario Improv or Bra- that shit's perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm really enjoying more than mm-hmm. anything. It's like doing these shows in front of like a, a tight group, like a club, it's, a real club. It feels like a club and a theater like in one. You know? Yeah, it's very uh, very good experience. What's the places? right amount of people? I like doing. Doing both, I like mixing it up, but man, I'm really enjoying the shit out of doing a lot of clubs. Yeah, lately. and it's not fair when people are sitting far away from you. It's not really, uh, you know, they might as well just be listening to it if, yeah. they, if they can't see you. You know, well, there's that, and it's also you, you. You also can't totally hear everything that's going on in the room. There's a lot of uh, weirdness when you're in a big room mm-hmm. and the people are laughing. You, you can't keep tagging things. You've know, got to wait till the laughter dies down. Or you can't hear what the guy's saying. Like, I've been to... I, I saw Lewis Black recently, and I realized that when I was in the crowd. I was like, oh, I can't understand what the fuck he's saying Like while everyone's laughing hard. Yeah. All right. Folks, we love the shit out of you, and we'll see you soon. That's it. The end. Big kiss.